This is the opening kickoff on the country's first FM all-sports radio station, 105.5 FM WNSP and WNSP.com. The latest sports, news, traffic, weather, and timely guests with Mark Heim and Lee Shermanian. The opening kickoff. 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 Here are Mark and Lee. 6.04 on a Friday edition. That's right. It's the opening kickoff, boys and girls. Mark and Lee and Triple G with you for the next three hours right here on the sports station, WNSP and WNSP.com. Got a lot of great guests for you and some topics we need to sink our teeth into. You guys can get us by phone, 694-1055. You know, on the national scene, this uh, Miami sports teams are really intriguing. You got the Miami Heat and eight seed. They play the Celtics tonight, leading one game to none. They've been the talk of uh, the NBA with so many undrafted players and so forth and how they're doing so well. But how about the hockey team, the Florida Panthers? They are an eight seed. So last night they opened up their Eastern Conference Finals against Carolina. Four overtimes, the sixth longest game in the history of the National Hockey League. Mark, it almost went into five overtimes. The winning goal was scored at the 79-minute, 47-second mark, just a minute and a few seconds away from going into a fifth overtime. That game, central time, I think, ended and I may be a little off on this, around 2 o'clock this morning. Yeah. 79 minutes. Incredible game last night. Um, the PGA, they're, uh, re- they should be resuming this morning. Uh, in fact, they should be resuming right now. They didn't finish yesterday because of the uh, frost, uh, the uh, two-hour delay. Eric Cole, uh, a rookie, he's on the uh, course, or he will be, uh, and he has like a, a one-shot lead at uh, five under. But again, he's through 14. They got a lot of guys that have to finish up before they get to the second round. Bryson DeChambeau, who hasn't been heard from for quite some time now, he's in the clubhouse with the lead. So we'll try to keep you posted on that. And again, you got the first round finishing and then into the second round today. Hopefully they'll have better weather conditions. So those are some of the, the stories about some of the sporting events that are going on these days. Mark, you want to bring us up to date on that Auburn story? Yeah, so I think you Auburn fans were just really getting tired of Alabama uh, and all their negative headlines and just decided, you know what, why should they get all the ink? Why should they get all the internet buzz? We need a story from our university so that you guys can feel like maybe we can talk some Auburn. So... There's a lot of information out there, or there are a lot of stories out there with very little information, okay? But what it appears to be, what it appears to be is there is a a video allegedly, and I'm going to use that word a lot over the next three hours, showing running back Jarquez Hunter engaging in, how should we say, explicit activities, So the school, not the athletic department, by the way, this should be noted, the school has issued indefinite suspensions. Um, There was a very vanilla statement that came out. Um, So there is a, uh, there was a video that was circulating around social media. Then the Twitter account that was, Posting it went private. Then it was being reported that 
you could for if you sent that Twitter account five dollars, they'd let you see the video. Now that Twitter account's been suspended altogether. But the video is apparently a very explicit video with allegedly the Auburn running back. <laughs> Lee's nodding every time I say allegedly. Allegedly is uh, good. And potentially a female. So there are a lot of questions circulating about how many people were involved, how many people knew, whether or not everybody in the video knew the video was being recorded. Did any of them know that it was going to be posted online? And how old is the female in the video? So that is what's happening. Uh, the athletic department is not, and I repeat, is not commenting. Um, Auburn football has not released any names of anybody suspended. Um and so that's kind of where we we stand. Yeah, I was kind of surprised that whereas it came out on AL.com, which is, as you said, very vanilla, very few details, I checked a number of Auburn websites, also local papers that cover Auburn, and nobody has written anything about that just yet. You pointed out that uh, a, a good source for us, Trey Wallace, actually uh, had the information. Uh, he's with, uh, is it? Outkick. Outkick, yeah. Uh, so anyway, that's about the only place that it's coming out right now. Usually when you get a story like that, a lot of sources just pick it up and run with it, even like Saturday Down South and uh, especially uh, sources that have a lot to do with uh, SEC football. So, But again, the, the, the story that came out of AL.com just really doesn't tell you much at all, but Trey does have uh, on his Twitter account uh, a few more details. Mark, the um, – Lakers are down two games to none. Now, I watched a lot of this game yesterday, and I know there's been a lot of narrative that LeBron's showing his age, but there was a play. I don't know if you saw this last night, okay? It was early in the game. He's ahead of the field. He takes a pass. I don't think I've ever seen anything quite like this from LeBron or anybody. And normally you just go in for a layup or a slam dunk, and it looked like he wanted to just do the dunk. And the ball just came loose. Yep. Did you see that play? I did. Yeah. That was like, that was strange. The greatest of all time right there. Yeah. And the ball just slipped out of his hands. There was nobody near him. It it was shocking to me that, that this happened. And then he went to the bench, I guess what, they had a timeout or something like that. So I'm not giving up on the Lakers for this reason. They, they lost to Denver. Nobody's beaten Denver in the postseason on their home floor. But they only lost by a few points. And when you look at Anthony Davis and the atrocious game he had, 4 for 15, and then you look at LeBron, 0 for 6 from the three-point line, I figure, you know, maybe a basket here or there, and, you know, maybe they could have gotten a win. But now they go back to Los Angeles, and they have to win game three because if you fall down three games to none, you're pretty much history. I will say this, Jamal Murray, you know, we talk about uh, Jokic and another triple-double, but the game he had was one for the ages two. 23 fourth-quarter points, the last 12 so Denver goes two up on the Lakers. And, you know, the narrative is LeBron starting to show his age. You know, they're a lot of wear and tear. He plays a lot of minutes in the game and, and so forth. And, you know, shooting-wise, he's not – he didn't actually shoot all that bad, 9 for 19, but 0 for 6 from the three-point stripe. And I don't think he hit a three-pointer in the first game either. So. Yeah. So there's that. And so Denver has a two games to none lead, and they'll go back to Los Angeles and – the Lakers uh, face what they call the, the critical game. you got to win game three. 
All right. Uh, you guys can jump in throughout the course at 694-1055. Uh, we've got an NBA action. This Auburn story has the potential to be a very uh, explosive story. Um, and so we'll keep an eye on that. And, of course, we'll, we'll give you updates on the PGA throughout the course of our show as well. Today on the show, Jeff Kelly, Sarah Land coach, scrimmage late yesterday. We'll get the latest from the coach coming up here in about 15 minutes or so. Uh, Carlton Marshall, former McGill and Troy star, will join us at 7 o'clock. He's headed to the CFL. He's, I think, In fact, I think you told me he's already up there, uh, so we'll catch up with him. We'll talk a little baseball with Dan Jennings at 7.30. Our Mill Lite Golf Report will also be in hour number two. Jim Nagy, the executive director of the Senior Bowl, will join us at 8. We'll have some Chick-fil-A for you as well. And Riley Leonard, Duke quarterback and former uh, Fairhope star, will join us at 8.30. So uh, plenty to get uh, to sink our teeth into today. One of my uh, favorite stories I told you off the air. So at the PGA, and they they had their obviously issues with the weather. One guy was complaining about uh, sinking into the mud, you know, coming up to his waist and so forth. But uh, this golfer, who I'm not familiar with, Joe Dahlman, I think his name is. So he's on the practice range, and he hits the golf ball, and it hits a fan. And hits him in the leg. So he goes over, and, and, and normally I guess a, a golfer will give him a, a golf ball, maybe autograph it. So he pops the question, he says to this fan, so how much your beer is here? And the, the fan says $17. Like, wow, I, I, that's what I would say, $17. So Joe takes out a $100 bill. Who carries those around? And gives him the $100 bill and says, here, take care of your beers today. Especially on the course. Yeah. You, right, like you don't you don't carry a hundred dollar bill in your. Uh, I never carry a hundred dollar bill. No, but like I'm just saying, these guys, you, you're competing. I wouldn't think you have a phone or a wallet or keys or money with you, right? I mean, you don't do it in in football, baseball, basketball. I mean, do do bowlers carry their wallet with them, or do they kind of stick it in a locker somewhere? Like when you're when you're driving when you're driving on uh, the NASCAR circuit. In the car, yeah, you know, like your wallet sitting on like your wallet. You're getting, ready to, you're, you're getting ready to go play in a major, so you, you know, you grab the golf shoes and your your golf glove, and you're like, Oh man, hang on, let me grab a few dollars in case, in case what? Like, yeah, I don't, I'm assuming this is just me. maybe the caddy had it. No, I'm assuming they have lockers with locks on them. In this day and age, the way things are taken and so forth, and that you'd want to keep it in a locker and locked up. Someone says golfers keep all that in their bag for the caddy to carry, maybe so. But yeah, yeah, it seems like to me that would be stuff you just throw in a throw in a locker. Seventeen dollars for a beer. That's some beer. Where so where are they playing? Let me let me do. I'll do a little Rochester, research. New York. Oh, well, Oak Hills. Rochester, New York. I mean, what do you expect? You know what they were famous for? Remember I don't. Kodak. Yeah. Remember Kodak? That's where Kodak was. It's not. You don't hear much about them. When I was growing up, that's all you saw were advertisements for Kodak. I had a very good friend who lived up there, so I'm familiar with the area. Hmm. All right, food and beverage options at PGA Championship. Here we go. If a beer is $17, let's see if they have prices here. I got nothing. Did we ever – I know we commented on the Augusta, the Masters, about the, the, the sandwiches and how cheap it was. Did we ever talk about the refreshments? Do they even serve beer at Augusta? Uh, you know how pristine that place is. Uh, but $17, I mean, 
that's a, to me a little overpriced, but that's me. I don't know. I, I you know, I know beer is very pricey if you go to athletic events. But they, you know what they do? They do it. They fancy it. These don't they put it in these little gadgets or uh, try to update and, and give you a, a bigger beer or something like that to, to make it worthwhile the cost wise. <laughs> I remember going. I've always said that about food though. Like instead of raising prices and giving me more food than I can handle, yeah, cut the cut the food in half and and I'll pay you half. Like give me enough just to fill me up. That's why I that's why I can't keep to... my girlish figure because you guys keep serving these plates with more food on it than I can carry. I'm just trying to remember I, the, these thing these gadgets these these I don't know what to call them where they put the beer in it. It's like these long tubes. I guess that's the best way to say it. And that's how in some events, sporting events, they're sold now in these long, long tubes and they pour the beer in it. And it's and I'm trying to remember where I saw that, but it just doesn't come to mind right now. It's too early in the morning. <laughs> Not for me, baby. All right. Coming up. Can you ever remember what's the most you've ever paid for a beer on an athletic event or even have you? Ooh. I spent uh, $29 on a Bloody Mary one time. I say beer now. I didn't say Bloody Mary. Okay. Okay, stay with me on this. Wow. On a beer. <laughs> I was at, I'm, not, I'm not trying to be, you know, arrogant or anything like that, but obviously a mixed drink would be a little costlier. But I just remember years ago we went to an athletic event, uh, Miami Marlins game. This was the South Alabama team. And some of the comments coming out were like, $11 for a beer? Hmm. I'm about to go to Hangout Fest this weekend. I wonder how much the beers are going to be there. But you have, but you have a vested interest, aren't you? Working it? No. Oh, you're not. Mm -mm. I thought our whole staff is down there working. The well, zoo staff. Yeah. But you're I'm you're kind of zooish. No. So where were you that you spent? I'm not an animal. I don't live in the zoo like they do. So where were you that you spent twenty nine dollars for a Bloody Mary? And did you know it was twenty nine dollars before you asked for one? I was downtown for Mardi Gras. No, I did not know until I got up there and then like, you know, I was with my friends and people and they were all kind of like around me. I didn't want to be like, oh, no, you know, I, I, I didn't want to look broke or yeah. like a broke boy. Yeah. So uh, you didn't say, hey, can you cut that one in half? I'll give you I'll give you 15 for it. Well, see, that was when I was on that vegan kick. So because they were like, yo, we're putting bacon and shrimp up in there and chicken. And I was like, uh, if I don't want that in there. Can it be cheaper? <laughs> she was like, no. So, so you now here you I am like bartering with this lady. So you didn't you didn't actually spend twenty nine on a Bloody Mary. It sounded like you spent twenty nine dollars on a whole breakfast. Really? You had chicken Maybe. and I got a, I got a souvenir cup that I had to carry around <laughs> all day. Comes in handy if you can't find a restroom. Oh god. Wow. <laughs> uh Beer at the Masters is five dollars. Twelve fifty a beer at the Warp Amphitheater for twenty four ounces. Our folks are getting it done for us. All right, uh, six nineteen. Let's get your scoreboard traffic and weather. We come back. You guys can jump in at six nine four one zero five five. The opening kickoff here on a Friday edition. Stay with us. Hello, Mobile. This is Damian Craig, and I'm listening to Sports Station WNSP. Marinette Black. Brent Burns with 15. 
Bennett keeps the puck alive. Kachuk with a shot. He scores! Matthew Kachuk with 12 and 7, 10 seconds remaining in overtime. 6.25, welcome back in the opening kickoff. You know, we always talk about shortening baseball games and how long football games. Dude, they get these like 15-minute breaks between overtimes, right, in hockey? Yeah, it's actually 20, but go ahead. Yeah. Maybe we need uh, to cut that down or go to penalty shots or something. Well, let me just say, for those who don't know, in regular games during the season, it's a lot different when they go overtime, Mark. They go, instead of five-on-five, they go four-on-four, and they come right out. They don't have the uh, break. They come right out if you're tied, and then they'll play a five-minute overtime. And if nobody wins in that five-minute overtime, then, as you pointed out, they go to the shootout. The the greatest— they don't do that in the playoffs, though. I've, I still, I still, uh, I'm consistent on this. The shootout slash, you know, whatever term you use for other sports that have the same thing, it's still the best. Penalty kicks, it's still the best form of overtime there is. I was. Uh, it's fantastic. I had fallen asleep, got up. And I turned it on, and they were in the, I don't know, third overtime. And I said, well, I'm not going to stay with this because who knows. But I was wondering when I woke up at 3 in the morning if it would still be going on. But I missed it by about an hour. Do you guys – okay, so today's Friday. This story this story that's kind of surrounding the Dark West Hunter alleged video – there's that word again. Do they – do we make a prediction? Do we, do we get a comment – from an Auburn, whether it's the athletic department or if you freeze today, do we get any word, any new statement from Auburn today? You mean just today, not over the weekend? No, just today. Do we get something? Because the only thing, for those just joining us, the only thing that came out was that the school made an announcement that they're aware of the situation, they take it very seriously, blah, 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 blah. Uh, No further comment. Now, I think where the university screwed up is they said indefinite suspensions have been issued for violation of applicable Auburn Athletics Department policy, which adds, you know, credibility to the reports that it was indeed Jarcus Hunter. But why not just say indefinite suspicions have been issued for violations of policy? Well, let me just say this. I don't know Hugh Freeze well enough as far as since this is his first go round and I don't, I don't know if the new AD would come out. They should, though. You know why? Just wrap your head around it. Get a, get a beat on this. Beat the media to it and make your comment and make your statement. And then that stops, in a sense, all the spreading of stories around this. And, to, to, you know, get out there and say this is the way it is. If so-and-so is suspended, announce it. And, and I think you, you do yourself a better service than having reporters sniffing around trying to come up with stuff that may or may not be true. So you want them to dictate the narrative, is yes. what you're saying. Get the get ahead, get of, the, ahead of the get story. A, get ahead of the story, I've always, they say. I've always said that, and I don't understand why colleges, universities, and even professional sports don't do that. Why allow it to drag on and on? Get, get a jump on it and get it over with. All right, uh, we're going to turn our attention to some football. Jeff Kelly, Sarah Land head football coach will join us next right here on the sports station WNSP and WNSP.com don't go anywhere
now puts up a three. Bang! Jamal Murray once again from downtown. Welcome back in. 632, the opening kickoff on a Friday. Mark and Lee, Triple G. In the studios of WNSP. Yeah, Jamal Murray had quite a game, 37 points. He didn't do very well shooting-wise until the fourth quarter, but then he found the mark in 23 fourth-quarter points. The last 12, Denver wins. Well, during the week, we've been talking to high school coaches. Uh, several have had come to the conclusion with spring games and so forth. Some are just doing inner squad. Others are playing other teams. And Sarah Land last night hosted Enterprise. Ben Blackman, the coach. Jeff Kelly, the coach of Sarah Land, is on the line with us right now. Jeff, thanks for getting up with us this morning. I appreciate it. Good morning. How are you today? Hey, I'm good. Good. How are you? How are y'all doing today? We are fine. Did uh, the game against, uh, well, I'll say Ben Blackman rekindle memories of Spanish Fort Sarah Land? Uh, I, I, no, I don't know if I would say that. Um, I don't know if I would say that. Ben's a, a great friend, good coach, and does a great job with those guys. And uh, it was just a chance to go out there and, and, and work against somebody else and, and uh, let, let the kids from both teams go out there and compete and, and uh, put some stuff on video, and, you know, try to give, uh, give us an idea of things to work on going into the summer and, and a little quick glimpse of where we're at right now. So what what do you have to work on? The offense, which averaged, what, about 43 points a game last season. I think uh, I see where you won like 35 to 7. But the talk, according to the report, was about your defense. You held them to 43 yards total. Is that total or just rushing? Uh, I, uh, I, haven't, did, I haven't looked at any of that. Uh, maybe total. But, uh, you know, our defense, I think, has got a chance to be much improved. You know, seeing seeing those guys and really going against those guys for the last two and a half weeks. You know, we're, we're playing we're playing better, we're playing faster. You know, we've kind of moved some guys and shuffled some guys around, and our coaches have really done a good job in the off season trying to figure out ways that we can improve and maybe build on some of the strengths of our guys there. And initial reports of those things have been pretty good. You know, it's um, it definitely. You know, uh, spring we do a lot of a lot of scrimmage work, a lot of you know one-on-one -on -one stuff, and it's physical and it's tough. And you know, those guys, um, you know, going against them every day. I, I I knew they'd come out and play well yesterday, and a lot of speed on that side of the ball. So uh, they, they did a good job there. Our offense, you know, had some positive things there. I thought we ran the ball well. Sante looked looked really really fast, and and uh, KJ. And, those receivers got a few things going, so uh, you know, not a not a bad day at all, but uh, plenty to work on, and we're continuing to kind of develop, you know, who we are, and uh, find that right combination up front offensively. And but uh, you know, really, you know, want to get in there and go through the tape and and uh, kind of pick it apart and see where we're at. Jeff, how how much or have you had a chance to talk to you guys this spring about? Hey man, last year was last year. You you want to get to that point again? I get it, but you really got to focus on the task at hand. And and how do you kind of keep them level level headed through that process of getting back to where you want to get to for the fall? Uh, we, we've got a pretty good pretty good knack of kind of bringing them back down to earth, maybe. Yeah. Um, you know, and and we've got to do that. And they've done a really good job. Uh, they don't practice like. Uh, 
and I really mean this. And that's, uh, it makes me super proud. They don't practice like, you know, they had the success they had last year. They're, they practice like, you know, they're scratching and clawing to go try to find a way to win a game and figure out a way to get better. And it's really just a credit to, to our kids and the kind of character and their parents and kind of how they're brought up. Uh, we really don't talk a whole lot about the past. And if we do, we talk about, you know, trying to figure out a way to forget it, you know. And, and uh, you know, initially, you know, early on in spring, I, I, I feel like we practice with a with a purpose and edge, and we got to find a way to keep doing that. And and that's that's I think one of our biggest challenges this year because there's going to be a lot of people patting them on the back, you know, and try to you know live in maybe what they've done. And and uh, you know we've got to we've got to guard against that with everything we've got, and you know keep coming to work every day with with uh, that mindset that we got to get better or. or you know, somebody's going to catch us, and that's uh, that's the, that's the reality of it. Yeah, Jeff Kelly. So, Joe, uh, but go ahead, but Jeff. eventually, you're right, Mark. I'm with you. Jeff Kelly joining us. Uh, they had the uh, scrimmage, and they're – I assume you're done now, right? This was the end of uh, spring practice, the win over Enterprise last night? Yeah, we, we that, that was our 10th day, 10th day of practice yesterday. So we'll watch video today and – Kind of put a cap on it, put a bow on it, and and get ready for finals, and take a take a couple of weeks off, and get back at it in June. Yeah, they uh, the narrative is that uh, it, it's it's tough to win the first, but to repeat is even tougher. I, I don't know if do you buy into that that it's much tougher the second time around. Absolutely, and we're you know, and I hope I hope we think that you know, as coaches, we're always looking for that edge. We're always looking for that that motivational, you know reminder to, to to get us where we need to be mentally to go work because you know you got to keep getting better and so you know I, I hope we believe that i hope we believe that if we don't believe that we're in trouble and so um you know that's one thing that i want guys to show up to practice every single day and not be comfortable and and not think we got it figured out and you know try to scramble to to figure out a way to go win a game and and if we do that i think our players you have the ability and, and, and the mindset. And they practice really hard and they play really hard. We've got great kids. And, um, you know, and they get that at home. You know, they get that competitive kind of mindset. But uh, but you're right. Now, we've got we've to keep keep the pedal down and, and keep getting better. We've got a lot of things that, that we want to improve on from last year. There were some things last year that we didn't do very well. And, uh, you know, we gotta we got to work to fix those things. So I gotta ask, man. You got a you got a couple weeks here. You're going over tape. Do you ever find yourself sitting at the maybe at the dinner table or sitting at the house and maybe got a little napkin? You're like, man, what what can I throw out there with Ryan and KJ out there at the same time? You you drawing up little plays like little secret explosive plays that maybe you haven't had a chance to run yet. Hey, we've got some we, we've got some talented offensive guys, but I tell you what, they don't get the credit for. We've got some extremely smart football players. Yeah. And the thing that I really love with well, all of them, all those guys up there, you know, I can I can tag things, I can create things, I can, you know, that's that's the fun part of the co- as a coach right now in the situation we're in. Those guys have that mental capability to to improvise and you know add things to their plate and and uh, you know I 
I don't want to sound bad, but that's a way to keep them sharp and, and not let them get bored, you know. And, and us as coaches, the same thing. We, we're I, we try to figure out. I don't know what we'll look like this year, but every year we try to figure out new ways to attack, you know. And I can promise you, there was if we line up do the same stuff we did that we did last year, you know, we we won't be as successful because teams are going to be working to defend. You know, the things that uh, we gave them problems with last year and they'll have plans for them, and, you know, we've got to be one step ahead. Jeff Kelly joining us. Jeff, in a game like this, uh, and, and, and so often we hear in college when they have these scrimmages at the end, they, they hold back. Did On offense, did you hold back a little bit? You didn't throw out the whole game plan, did you? Well, you know, we uh, we ran our base stuff. You know, we want to we want to be – understand who we are and know who we are and run our base stuff and be able to execute it. And, you know, uh, the summers when you dive into that, you know, you know, we, we were able to go out there, compete a little bit, Ryan, you know, we held him out, you know, of the game, just continuing to rehab that, that hamstring and he's good. He, he wanted to go and just felt like it was the best thing for him. So we, we lined up, ran our base stuff and tried to go execute it. All right. Let me ask you about your defense. Cause there was a lot, reported about how well your defense played were they did you see signs of this during the nine practices leading up to this where the defense was coming on and and showed what they did last night oh i've seen signs of it every time we went out and they kicked our tail on offense so you know we walk off the field i'm like that gum we're gonna score this year you know they uh because the things that that we did over there, and and uh, we're just playing at a at a good speed right now, and and they they had some you know real positive things and positive days, and probably one more days than they lost in the spring. And and offensively, we still had some had some good days, but I, I'm telling you, there were some competitive, intense uh, days of practice this spring, and uh, you know, in the back of my head, walking off the field, I, I knew, you know. That, that we'll have a chance to be better defensively. Coach, uh, we appreciate you spending some time with us. Congratulations on what appears to be a, a very successful spring. Uh, get a couple of weeks, man. Take, take some time off before getting back at it. <laughs> I appreciate you guys. You'll have a wonderful Friday. Yep, that's uh, Jeff Kelly, ladies and gentlemen. I uh, want to tell you, speaking of uh, successful springs, uh, you need to get in touch with our guy, Aiden Marks, over at Medicare Insurance Advisors. Uh, he's been in the Medicare business for 12, 13 years. He's an independent guy. He works with multiple carriers. Never a fee for his services, but he knows anything and everything you need to know about signing up for Medicare. So with, if you're within a year of retirement, if you're 65, you are you're probably got um, some benefits through your, your health benefits through your work. You need to look at the pros and cons and how to balance that with Medicare. He's your guy. Local, knowledgeable, and has a physical location. Go see him in Daphne on Highway 98 across from Terry Thompson Chevrolet. Uh, and he's not selling you Medicare. Let me make that very clear. He is simply advising you on how what is the best coverage for you and your family. Give him a call, 463-0031. That's 463-0031. Aiden Marks, Medicare Insurance Advisors. Uh, we're going to catch up with Chris Mullinex, uh, Carlton Marshall in hour number two, Dan Jennings in hour number two, Jim Nagy and Riley Leonard in hour number three. We've got a lot going on here today. And uh, by the way, um, 
What is your favorite movie? And how often do you watch said favorite movie? There's a reason I'm asking this question. Nick, our investigative journalist, did some digging here. We'll share why, because it's relevant today. We'll wrap up our number one next, right here on the Sports Station, WNSP and WNSP.com. Stay with us. Hey, this is Julian Zeus McClurkin with the world-famous Harlem Globetrotters, and my favorite station is WNSP Sports Radio 105.5 FM. Swing, fly ball, hit high in the air toward left. At the track, at the wall, that one's gone. Look at Yepes. Swing, fly ball, that one's going to go a long way. Off the foul pole. A four homer in. 649. Sounds like a violent clip. Yeah, you know, the Dodgers had a really good pitcher, Urias, one of their aces. He served up all four home runs, Mark, in the same inning. You'd think they may be thinking about a change. The Cardinals hit seven home runs in that win over the Dodgers. By the way, uh, a quick update. Eric Cole, who had the, the lead, but he was still finishing up the first round, didn't fare well as he hit the course today. He lost two shots uh, on the 15th, so he's now one below the leaders again. They're not getting to the second round until they finish up the first round. Dr. Christopher Mullenix uh, joins us this morning. Chris, good morning. How are you today? Negative, Ghost Rider. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm sure he's doing fine, though. I, I, I have if no I put, doubt. put words in his mouth that uh, I'm sure he's doing very fine. We appreciate everything that uh, Dr. Mullenix and Mobile Oral and Facial Surgery are our title sponsors for the uh, championship drive. Uh, Chris has been with us uh, many, many times and is really, really, let's say, talking to him, uh, besides doing a great job with me and my dental implants, is very much involved in charity events and sports, and he's with me right now. Chris, good morning. How are you today? Good morning, guys. Doing well. Thank you. Okay. You know, we've talked so much about your office, what you do, no referrals, calls, and things. I wanted to ask you maybe a little background. At what point growing up, going to school, did you decide you wanted to go into dentistry and maybe specialize in what you do now? Surely. Well, growing up, I had a neighbor, one of my older brother's better friends. He had gone to dental school, and it kind of intrigued me, and so I was always interested in it. I enjoyed watching what he did, and he seemed to have a pretty good lifestyle, so something that was motivating to me. I uh, thought I wanted to be an orthodontist who is a dental specialist that does braces, and I ended up fortunate enough to get into dental school and uh, realized early on that I probably wasn't the right temperament for orthodontics or general dentistry, and I was able to spend some time in their oral surgery department and kind of fell in love with it, and the rest is history. Do you have any advice for anybody out there who wants to get into the field? Absolutely, Lee. Well, first of all, study hard. It's very competitive to get into dental school and medical school, so you definitely need good grades. But, you know, you have to be well-rounded now, so you have to have other uh, curricular, extracurricular activities on your resume. Uh, I have children uh, of all ages, high school, uh, college, professional school that, that shadow us in the summertime to gain experience. In fact, I've got a young man who's spending time with me this summer who's a, a medical, or excuse me, an interested medical student at Vanderbilt. So, uh, shadow professionals, other specialists, dentists, doctors, your family doctor, your pediatrician. Get as much experience as you can, research as much as you can, and uh, you know, work hard and hopefully it'll come true. 
You open up what time today? We open up at 7.30 today. We're open Monday through Friday. Our phones are answered starting at 8, and then the phones are always answered after hours for emergencies. Can't thank you enough for all you've done for our station uh, coming on as a sponsor. Have a wonderful day and a great weekend. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, guys. Have a great weekend. So, guys, um, I asked you before to break, what's your favorite movie, and how often would you say you watch said movie? Uh, and I, I bring this up for a very specific reason because, um, well, I, I hate to steal your thunder there, Nick. You did find this piece of information. Do you want to share this with the fine folks of the Mobile Baldwin County area? Sure. So it came out that Boston Celtics head coach Joe Missoula yep. watches one movie four times a week. The and same that movie. movie is starring Boston legend himself, Ben Affleck. The town. The town. Which has a running time yeah. of two hours and four or five minutes. That just doesn't seem like a movie you can just watch over and over like that. Well, how, how about the fact that a professional coach right, looks is, like game film. is not watching game film. He's watching a movie, the same movie. For eight hours a week, every week. That's 20% of the majority of America's work week. I can't. I love movies. Love movies. I would not watch the same movie four what, times. What if you had to pick a movie. Maverick, Top Gun 2. <laughs> well, that was quick. Lee, what's your favorite movie? That you had to watch. Four times in a week. I wouldn't you can have do a favorite that. That you can't watch over. Okay, and over. I, I wouldn't do that. But the movies, if I ever, I don't like to watch reruns because if I already know what's going to happen. But there are movies out there I will do that. But it's usually because more of the musical score, like Hoosiers. I love the Hoosiers theme, so I might watch that if, if it's on, and I have nothing else to do. And a movie that goes way, way back, one of the first westerns I ever saw uh, on the big screen was The Magnificent Seven. I like the score. The first Indiana Jones movie, not the second, third, or fourth, but the first one, uh, I would probably watch that again. I wanted to say, though, you brought up Ben Affleck. This week, while looking around for something to watch, I actually fell into a Ben Affleck movie, which I don't remember it being highly publicized, where he plays a high school basketball coach. Oh yeah, I, don't, I, I saw don't, that one. You saw that one? Mm -hmm. He was he was a kind of a uh, he had his issues, uh, and we won't get into the you know the storyline. But uh, he was a former outstanding player at this high school, and they called him back, and he wound up leading or helping coach them into the uh, playoffs before. He had a drinking problem in the show. Yeah, in the that's movie. what happened. So what, I don't even remember the title of it. I just remember watching the movie. I can't even think of the title. Um, like second chance or like make a break, something like that. So right? on the rocks, yeah, uh, something, <laughs> like, something like that. So I went a from comeback or air. <laughs> I went from air with him to this movie. So I had my fill of Ben Affleck this week. Okay. Um, I I saw that movie. I can't remember what it was called. But here's the thing. There's no way this guy's watching it in season four times a week, right? That's pretty. I mean. You would assume, right? Well, maybe I mean, like maybe on road trips. Yeah. Because like, I used to have a roommate, and every night he would watch the Simpsons movie. Every night at like 9 o'clock, he'd put the Simpsons movie on. Mm. Every single night. 
I told you this story that uh, when I travel with the Jags and, you know, coaches, for the most part, watching game film. That's what they do. Except unless you're the coach of the Boston Celtics. But okay. Well, but there was the a coach. The town, they're trying to steal something, right? So this one coach, <laughs> I'm not going to name names. Uh, we, we traveled and we were in our hotel and he calls down to me, says, hey, Lee, want to come up and watch a movie with me? Now, I had never heard that from a coach before. Back, you got to remember, this is the 80s. That's what they're calling it now. Yeah, well, this is in the 80s. So you don't have, like, a lot of that stuff. I, I guess they had some kind of movie, whatever you want to call it back then. VHS? Something like that. Spectrovision. So what surprised me was that, that he wanted, that he's going to, the night before the game, instead of watching game film, he, he called me up. I, I declined. I, I didn't go up there to watch Smart that. Move. But any other time I had ever gone up to a coach's room to do our interview they were watching game film so what do you do you remember what movie it absolutely was absolutely not this is back maybe, in the 80s maybe if it was the original raiders you might have been there indiana That's jones true. might have, maybe if he had picked the right movie he might have had a he might have had a hat and a whip for you too yeah <laughs> <laughs> really help you get in character <laughs> if i had to pick a movie that i had to watch four times a week and this isn't like my favorite movie of all time or anything, but it is a movie that I really like. It might be Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Yeah, that's a funny movie. I might go Wedding Crashers. Mm. I can go along with that. You like Wedding Crashers? I do. Yeah. I've seen that more than once. I will say this to the uh, Celtic coach: if you don't start winning, you may have a lot more time on your hands. Oh snap, Biggity dog! By the way, the the movie was The Way Back. That's it. The twenty twenty. Yeah. That was we were the, right around there. Yeah, never heard of it. And on I the just rocks, just had that whole double meaning thing going for you. Know you know how you yeah. see yeah, the I apps. Like that one. And I'm looking around, and I like you do. You go around, and you spend twenty minutes trying to find something. And I saw this app, and I just put it up there, and I decided to stay with it. Maybe you should do a sequel. On the Rocks 2, Happy Hour. And it's about them. No. Just spitballing. Too soon? Too soon. All right, hour number two. Carl Marshall is going to join us next. He's headed to the CFL. Dan Jennings in hour number two as well. I bet you he travels a lot. I wonder how many movies he watches and how often he watches them. Lee, a South Alabama basketball coach, Raiders of the Lost Ark, Spectrovision, hat, whip, hotel room. What more could a guy ask for? Hour number two is next. is the opening kickoff on the country's first FM all-sports radio station, 105.5 FM WNSP and WNSP.com. The latest sports, news, traffic, weather, and timely guests with Mark Heim and Lee Shermanian. The opening kickoff. kickoff. Here are Mark and Lee. All right, hour number two. Welcome back in. The opening kickoff, Mark and Lee. Thank you for making us part of your Friday morning. Uh, we are going to try to catch up with Dan Jennings at 7.30, Jim Nagy at 8, and Riley Leonard, former Fairhope star, the Duke quarterback at 8.30. Uh, the big news of the day, uh, well, in addition to the NBA, of course, is this story coming out of Auburn in which um, 
Auburn issues suspensions around what is alleged to believed uh, believed to be a, a Jarquez Hunter explicit video uh, that has him doing some uh, um, adult things. Uh, there doesn't seem to be a very there. Uh, the university sent out a a statement. The athletic department did not. Uh, there seems to be some uh, a lot a lot more questions and answers at this point. The video was uh, being circulated on social media. A Twitter account went private that had it. Then started offering to uh, to show or give access to the video if you paid five bucks, according to reports. That Twitter account's been shut down. There are questions of how many people were involved. Were all the parties that were being recorded, uh, were, were they being so knowingly being recorded? And then the question of age has popped up there as well. So uh, we'll see what uh, what happens. But clearly Auburn was just sitting there saying, man, Alabama, all these negative headlines, why, we need to get in on this. Uh, it had been relatively quiet from a negative standpoint at Auburn. Um, that is no longer the case. So you think they were just sitting around saying, you know, we got to do something to get our name out there? Yeah, I yeah. mean, you know, uh, it's a, it's a. The 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 statement came from the university, not the athletic department. But in the statement, and I don't know why they use these words, it said indefinite suspicions have been issued for violation of applicable Auburn athletics department policy, uh, and then no other comments. Well, it'd be were made. it'd be to their benefit to come out and make a statement. Because if not, and as this lingers, with the spring meetings coming up in another two weeks, that would become an issue. And so, rather than have get bombarded with questions there from national media, it would be to their benefit to make a statement and put this behind them. Yeah. Uh, somebody asked who's in the video. We don't know according to – because I have not seen the video. According to reports, it's Jarquez Hunter and a young lady. But clearly somebody is filming – we don't know how many people are in the video. Uh, we don't know the ages. If there was consent, we don't. There's just there's a lot more questions than there are answers. Uh, so we will keep an eye on things and see uh, what what comes out of Auburn here in the last in, in the next you know day or so. All right, a couple of other stories we mentioned about the NBA. Uh, Denver takes a two games to none lead on the Lakers. Uh, the Stanley Cup playoff game last night, the opener of that series, Florida. I don't know what there is about these Florida-Miami-based teams, but, my gosh, eighth seed and playing like top seeds. They beat Carolina in four overtimes, the sixth longest game ever in the history of the National Hockey League. Almost made it to five overtimes. Think about that. Uh, it looks like uh, the 49ers, uh, Levi Stadium, is going to be the site of Super Bowl 60 in 2026. NFL owners expected to approve the venue when they meet uh, next week. There was a story here that's, obviously we don't know the participants, but it's really cr uh, crazy. Former 49er fullback Bruce Miller, and I'm not that familiar with him. Uh, he also played for Jacksonville. I think the last time he played was 2020, Mark. He's accused of threatening to execute California Congressman Eric Swalwell. The threat was sent in a uh, direct message to the legislator. Hmm. So that's being investigated now, obviously. Uh, this came off uh, Miller's social media account. I didn't see a reason why. Do we even need to – but to send out a message threatening to execute. It's not real subtle. No. Not real subtle. I mean, 
what what are you thinking? What's wrong with you? <laughs> anyway, that's a story. And then the other story I asked, and I, I don't know where this is going to go, if anywhere, but the National Labor Relations Board, the Los Angeles office, has issued a complaint against the NCAA, Pac-12 Conference, and Southern Cal. And they have alleged that they have unlawfully classified their athletes as college student-athletes rather than employees. I mean, there are so many ramifications with this as far as, and then there's been this narrative over the years that, you know, if you start classifying uh, student-athletes as employees, what does that entail? Right. Do they be all the benefits that come with that? Or, and also, do they pay taxes and things like that? They don't have a, a hearing is coming up uh, in a few months, so you know, it's something that when it comes out, we'll see where it goes, but uh, it's out there now, and this is just right now based in California. California. All right, so uh, we'll see if we can uh, grab Carlton here in the next couple minutes. If not, uh, we'll see if we can uh, catch up with him at some point. Uh, you guys can jump in, though, whenever you like to at 694-1055. Uh, a couple of other uh, issues we were talking about. What's your favorite movie and how often do you watch it? Because just a crazy, crazy um, I, Joe Mazzula of the Boston Celtics apparently watches the movie The Town with Ben Affleck, which has a running time of two hours and five minutes. He watches it four times a week. See, I find that very hard to believe, but I don't know. I mean, if you're he on was, the was road. He actually, he actually came out and said that, which makes no sense to me at all that you're telling. Because you know how sports fans are. They're immediately with the Celtics. What are, you, what are you wasting your time watching a movie four times a week when you should be studying it's, Miami Heat? It's a movie that's based in Boston. Though. I understand that. I've seen it. I know what it's about, but why four times a week? Is he in it? Motivation? Is he in it? Maybe that's why he's gotten as far as he's gotten now. Maybe he watches it five times a week. <laughs> is he like a, a bit part in there? Is he on the sidewalk or something? He likes to see himself? Uh, I don't I I'm don't being facetious. So. Thank you for the clarification. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see? So they got, um. you guys know what uh, Top Golf is, right? Yes. We do. There's one coming to town. Yeah, so they got this new thing coming out called Jump Shot Live, and it's Top Golf, but instead of golf, it's basketball, and you have like a mini court set up at each little station where your bar and your table's at. What, what do you think about that? I see. I, I'm not a golf guy, but if I could go out with my friends and we could all get some drinks and we had this super nice court right next to us. That I could get down with. Drunk basketball. Right? Like, yo, hey, if you, if you miss this shot, you got to take a shot, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm in. Final drive probably isn't. I mean, what's like the funnest game at a Dave and Buster's? It's the basketball. For game. sure. So Absolutely. now we're just going all we're going all in on that concept. So are we going to get are we going in on, uh, on that concept for every sport? What would like, because you, you have, like, axe-throwing bars, right? Yeah. So now you have top golf. You're doing the basketball. Maybe you do a football one, and your uh, waiter is also a wide receiver. And you'd be like, yo, you want me to get you a drink? You want me to go out long? Go, go deep. <laughs> right, but, like, you could do a batting cage. I feel like people would be getting injured on that. Right, but we throw axes. Like, what are we talking about? 
So where is there one that maybe like do tennis? So, I don't know. So look, stay with me here. It's pickleball. Stay with me. I got a crazy idea. So All you right. know that game at uh, Chuck E. Cheese or Dave and Buster's ski ball? Yes. Where you're rolling a ball and you're aiming at a target? Yes. What if somehow we made like a bigger version, a longer version, where you're rolling a ball maybe at multiple targets? I don't know. Maybe you go crazy and you can have drinks. You can eat something. Maybe you're not rolling it into a hole. Maybe you're rolling it at like 10, 10 <laughs> objects that are in, in some uh, yeah. pattern or yeah. shape. Breaking ground here. That could work. <laughs> so, isn't to his the point though? Isn't the bowling alley the the original Top Golf? Yeah. I mean, we talk about Top Golf being innovative, but really, it's just a it's a take off the bowling alley. The bowling alley is the original OG in the Top Golf industry. So all, all all this new place is doing is taking that same hardwood like, you know, foundation and putting a rim up. Look, men like competition and men like alcohol. So if you can find a way to put those two together and then you put like a really classy looking paint job over it, <laughs> how about this? Romanian butt slapping. Uh oh, you just got Lee's attention. <laughs> what do you think, Lee? I, I'm just answering Carlton just got in touch with me and uh, explained why he couldn't come on this morning, so I was just texting him to tell him for thanks for getting in touch with it. They, coaches do this all too often with us when we try to get players on. They scheduled another practice in lieu of them coming on, so that's why we couldn't get them. Oh, what do I think about the Romanian? Yeah, I didn't mean to interrupt your texting yeah, date sure, there for, yeah, with, for sure. with our with our radio show. Yeah. How, how is the texting on that uh, phone with no keys? You think you're, you have an easier time? I think for the most part I'm doing okay. I usually get it right about 80%. All right. Is that good? I don't know. Is that good? I mean, as long as that 20% isn't like the time that you're trying to tell someone to be on um, or what number to call. Well, I, sometimes I'll, I'll instead I'll hit a wrong number, as you know. Right. Uh, in the app, Shawshank Redemption once a month. Once a month is fine. Mm. See, I <laughs> – I thought we were still on the bar idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> like a like a prison break a bar. A prison break. I think they have those. They call them escape rooms. No, that's not a prison break. That's like could sol be. solve a puzzle. It could be though. Like how co how come is it during every prison break they've got like uh like sheets or whatever or papers on fire falling from the upper cells? You ever notice that in those all the movies when there's a prison break, people are lighting stuff on fire and throwing it out the cells. They're rioting, man. Look, here's what they need to do. You, you go in a cell, you get locked in, and you get everyone gets a plastic spoon. And you have to dig your way out. And every now and then, if you move like a brick or you dig through a certain thing, you'll find uh, like a bartender, and he'll like hand you a, a beer through the hole. Hmm. You're really on a drinking kick this morning, aren't you? Sean in the app, how about a furniture assembly bar? What? Well, we're always screwing that stuff up, right? You always got extra pieces. Maybe they give you the instructions. Maybe they don't. Maybe they give you extra pieces. Wait, so maybe you would they just don't. sit down and they'd bring you like an Ikea box? Yeah. And they'd be like, all right, build and this shelf. For every step you get right, you take a shot. Until you no like longer get the... that's more labor than fun. I hate that's building where furniture. The, that's where the drinking comes in. All right, we'll, we'll discuss. I don't, I'm not on that one, I don't think. All right, so... 
Nick is proposing instead of this top golf stuff, we do this thing where you roll a big ball down the down a <laughs> down a down a stretch of hardwood and try to hit ten I, items. It, it will never work. That It'll are, never work. That are set up in a triangular formation. That's the part that gets me. I can't wrap my head around it. It'll never work. Yeah. All right. Let's see. If we can catch up with Alec Naiman. Scoreboard traffic and weather next. Dan Jennings at seven thirty. Uh, Miller Lite Golf Report at 7.50. Jim Nagy at 8. So we're going back to back to back to back. It's like NHL overtime, man. Right here on the sports station, WNSP. Hey, this is Buckus Blakes from the world-famous Harlem Globetrotters, and you're listening to WNSP in Mobile. Welcome back in. Thanks for hanging with us on this Friday edition. Alec Naiman will join us now, update us on Naiman's Catering, and tell you how you can enjoy the goodies from Naiman's Catering. Alec, good morning. What's it cooking today? Hey, good morning, guys. What we, you- uh, we're kind of gearing up for Memorial Day already. Um, I guess uh, that's going to be in about a week, uh, eight or ten days from now, Memorial Day. We've got, uh, of course, our our ribs and butts and briskets and mac and cheese, potato salad, all that on the menu for the Memorial Day. And we just tell folks, give us a call, and, and we'll put you together a package, feed whoever you got, and that kind of stuff. So we're thinking Memorial Day already, holiday time. School's just about out. We've been doing a lot of graduation parties. Matter of fact, I got one that graduates tomorrow himself. We're proud of him for, for making it this far, <laughs> if you know what I mean. <laughs> so anyhow, uh, listen, all you got to do is give us a call at 473-3900. Look us up on the web at namedscatering.com. Of course, follow us on Facebook if we like that. And vote for us on the nappy. Hey, guys, I've been voting for y'all. All right, so, uh, yeah, but give us some votes on the uh, votenappy.com stuff there. And we're going to love that. Freezer's full. We've got gumbos and lasagnas and beef chips and gravy and all that kind of stuff. So, once again, call us, 473-3900. Hey, guys, y'all have a great one. My Jags are on the road. I'd like to see us finish out with a win. So, give me a gold Jags. How about that? Thank you, Alec. Have a great weekend. Appreciate it, as always. Well, you can certainly relate you to that. Guys, y'all have a great one. You can relate to that graduation. Yeah, graduation's all week today. Uh, Alex is, and and his classmates are graduating uh, tonight. It's two down. Yeah, it is tonight. Yeah, it's yeah, tonight. Tonight, two, two down, down, one, one to, go. to go. How about that? Yep, it uh, it flies by uh, exactly like they say. So, uh, if you guys have any tips, by the way, I'm I'm I'm, I'm open to any suggestions for. How do you celebrate? Oh, celebration! On- How to get through the ceremony, all the pomp and circumstances. See, see, this is actually this is my second one going through, but it's really the first time we get to go through all of the um, circumstances of it all because Michael graduated during COVID, so it was all so abbreviated. So this is kind of the first time we're getting out there and and doing it. We'll be at the Mitchell Center tonight, and. Uh, well, that's the good thing. I, I, they do have air conditioning there. That helps. <laughs> Back when, when my oldest daughter graduated, I guess it was down at the uh, convention center, the air conditioning wasn't working. People were getting restless, and the guest speaker went way too long, yeah. way too long. I don't, I don't need a, I don't need a thirty-minute dissertation. Right. From just, just yeah. let me, 
Let everybody see their babies walk across stage, man. That's all they want to yeah, see. Let me ask you this on that. I, I did attend my granddaughter's graduation, I guess it was a couple, yeah, about two years ago. And so they ask you not to cheer. Right. Yet virtually everybody who goes up there, and we were close to this one, I'll say, fan base. My gosh, they go up and get their degree, and they're screaming and hollering like they just scored the winning basket, you know, in a basketball game. But they can say what they want, but they're not going to stop the parents or whoever from uh, cheering their young people on. That's for sure. Mark, do you do you that? Cheering? You're going to cheer? I'm not going to cheer. I'm no not going to cheer. No air horn? No. Uh, my, when my brother graduated, uh, there was an air horn issue. Scared the ever-living crap out of me. But, uh, no. Were you, you're, you're an air horn family? No. You seem like the type. No, see... Hey, when's your graduation? My, my family's actually a lot more modest than I am. What? I'm a little bit of uh, the black sheep, if you well, will. Well, that part I, when, I could. When do you graduate? Uh, 2015. You've graduated college? <laughs> oh, I thought we were talking about no, high No, I'm talking graduation. college with you. I know you graduated high school. I'm talking about uh, college. Uh, no, I have not yet. Do they still at college? I can't remember. Do they do a lot of the hollering and screaming and the air horns there too? I guess they yeah, do. It's all, it's all the same. I guess it depends on how um, excited you are about the accomplishment. And maybe to some, high school is a big accomplishment. Will we be invited to your college graduation if and when uh, we get to that point? Well, you know, I only have three more classes to take, and I've had these three classes to take for a while now. So if I ever do finish them and take them, uh, I might invite one of you. Ooh. Who should he invite and why? <laughs> Hit us up in the app at WNSP. He should invite you to do the acceptance speech. I don't think that's how it It doesn't work like that, but I think it would be kind of unique. All right. Uh, Dan Jennings is next, but who should he invite? Merely and why? That's the important thing. It's the opening kickoff. High fly ball, deep center. Barsho back. He's on the track. He's at the wall. See ya. Number 32. A two-run shot. And the Yankees lead 2-0. All right, 7.32, welcome back in. Uh, that was a Yankee clip, so we're just a bunch of cheaters. Our traveling man ready to go? He is. All right, that's Dan Jennings of the Washington Nationals, who tours all around uh, baseball. Danny, welcome to the show. Good morning. How you doing? I'm doing well. Good morning, guys. How are you? So let's get let's get to the Aaron Judge thing earlier in the week. I didn't pay that much attention to it because it, it didn't, it didn't strike a chord with me about stealing signs because we all know that's what coaches do and players try to steal signs. And then the Toronto pitcher actually came out and said, yeah, I was tipping my pitches. Of course, he got sent back to AAA. But uh, what was this like? How did this become such a big issue? Uh, you know, I think it was at first it was looked at that he might be trying to peep and look at the set, uh, catcher setup, you know, looking for location. That was one of the things that come out. 
then he says he's looking in the dugout because some of his teammates were chirping a little bit. And now you read where uh, the pitcher Jackson said he was tipping his pitches. And perhaps that was, uh, you know, that was what some of the guys in the dugout were saying is, hey, he's still doing, you know, whatever he was doing, tipping the pitches and giving him a little bit of a heads up. So that's that's the game inside the game. And I know we've had this conversation before, Lee. There's some guys who are absolutely tremendous at looking at certain things the pitcher does. You know, pitchers are creatures of habit, and they will get out of rhythm or get out of sync or do something that indicates fastball, and they'll change something and do it different for breaking pitches. And if that was the case and somebody picked it up, then the Yankees took advantage of it. And, man, right now the way Judge is hitting, he doesn't seem like he needs much help anyway. That's what I was thinking, too. I mean, come on. So let me me ask you this you you get a nice seat usually you're behind home plate uh can you pick up signs do you still do it you did it in the world series didn't you that uh, houston washington world series uh we we've done it a few times i matter of fact uh, scott seeley who lived there in mobile longtime coach at south alabama and uh in 03 when we won the world series prior to getting there he uh sent me a text regarding uh, the catcher with the Cubs and some things that he was doing to tip signs. So there, there are guys who who really have a great eye for this and look for it. And you know what? If, if they're going to give you this advantage, then, man, as a team, as a hitter, absolutely take advantage of it and make it work for you. But And, again, to, to educate our audience, you can steal signs. That's legal. The only time that it's not is when you use electronic means, correct? <laughs> that's correct, yeah. And that's, uh, we know that story and how it ended. But, yeah, there's, uh, you know, there's certain things now that they have tried to do to eliminate that with the, uh, with the buttons on the catcher and they, sh- you know, send the – pitches out and you've got the uh, the pitch comp in the hat so that they can hear what they're saying. But there's still things that pitchers do where they will change. Maybe it's the placement of their hands. Maybe they preset their wrist uh, to, you know, to do certain things on breaking pitches. And these hitters are so schooled at looking for windows of certain things to pick up that they can use it to their advantage. We had another pitcher ejected, sticky fingers. Is there anything more to this than just rosin and sweat? Um, I, I certainly think that, you know, guys are going to try to find a way to disguise it, to hide it. Um, you know, the big thing for a long time was, was pine tar. Then you had the spider tack and certain things. You know, now I'm sure that they're they're trying to create something with the rosin and maybe use it alcohol. There are always going to, as long as there's competition, people are going to look for ways to get an advantage. It's just the nature of, of sports. And uh, these umpires have been uh, have been warned that anything that feels or looks uh, sketchy to immediately eject it, and that's what they're doing. I know in my travels this year in uh, in the Southern League in Double A, they're using baseballs that uh, have been rubbed down with some uh, uh, tacky substance that gives pitchers a little better grip. And in that particular league, they're measuring spin rates, and the spin rates are higher 
Um, they're going to end it somewhere about the halfway point. It'll be interesting to see if the spin rates and different things go down in the uh, in the Southern League. The, these questions are more curiosity. We mentioned about it, the PGA tournament, tournament. where beer, according to one fan, was like $17. When you go to these minor league ballparks, do you have any idea what, let's say, a cup of beer or a can or whatever they sell goes for? You know, they don't really have the vendors in the minor leagues walking up and down the aisles like they do at the ballparks. Um, so I, my guess, Lee, would probably be uh, half of what it is at the major league ballparks, maybe 6 to $8 a can, something like that. Uh, I know on Thursday nights, usually they have what they call Thirsty Thursdays, and boy, it seems like every minor league ballpark in the country is uh, packed to capacity on those particular nights. All your travels, think about this, major league games, minor league, what was the best promotion you ever sat in? Oh, wow. Uh, you know, it would have to be some of these places where they give away the, the automobiles, the used cars, and, man, it sounds so good. And then you you actually walk outside and look at the vehicle itself, and you go, oh, boy, this is a detriment. This isn't, this isn't a win. This is a loss. <laughs> now i got to pay taxes on this. And uh, I, I see some of those cars, and you, know, you sit in the stands, and you hear the way it's built up and promoted, and then you walk outside and look at the vehicle you uh-oh this is a mistake wasn't there a, a promotion i think it was a minor league promotion a few years ago where uh, um i think they had buried a diamond ring or something and they let a bunch of people go out there and try to dig it up or find it and i think someone had a heart attack with all the hustle and bustle of trying to dig it up that's right mark they sure did yeah I've, i know one time they uh down in florida they had a cash drop from a helicopter, <laughs> and and the, and the money got caught up in the uh, blades of the helicopter <laughs> as it moved, and blew all over the place. So, yeah, there's some of these minor league parks and the mindset that they have to uh, appeal to people. They're pretty funny, pretty years, creative. Years ago, uh, at a South Alabama baseball game, I guess it was around 1980, 81, 82, they had a promotion. Where they were giving away, as you mentioned, one of these old vehicles, older cars, right? And we were, right. Playing, I think we were playing Miami. And I, it was during the game when they announced the winner. But here was the problem. They couldn't get the car started to get it off the field. <laughs> it was a bummer. It was like it took a while. They had to push it. They had to push it off the field. <laughs> uh, Danny, um I have one more baseball question, and Mark, of course, gets into the real serious questions. Um, teams that are really surprising, I want to see if you, if you think they have staying power. Orioles. Yes. Pittsburgh Pirates. Yeah, I, th I think you're going to see Baltimore get hot and heavy after a starting pitcher, at least one. Uh, they're for real. They're, they're kids. They can swing the bat, and they have – they have the it factor right now. They're they're playing, they're clicking, they're taking advantage of opportunities, and they're athletic. And that, for me, this day and time with the versatility, athleticism, it's key. And they are doing it at a at a high rate. Arizona. I uh, don't know that they have the pitching to stay. No. Pittsburgh Pirates. 
Uh, I think you're seeing now the Pirates are starting to play some teams with 500 records or better, and uh, they've come back to the pack. It was certainly a great story coming out of the gate. I think they are improved, uh, but I don't know that they're there yet. And the uh, Los Angeles Angels, will they stay in the hunt and put down any talk about trading Otani? I mean, they're going to stay in the hunt because of Trout and Otani and uh, Anthony Rendon when he comes back, who's having a monster year. But again, another club that they have to find some pitching to stay in there. And man, in that division right now, when you look at the way Texas is playing, and Houston's just a matter of time. Altuve's on the way back, so um they're gonna have to find some pitching and find it in a hurry how do you find pitching these days starters only go four to five innings they're eating up their bullpen by the time you get to the all-star break and you see what the uh, injured list is pitchers are going on there left and right these days it's alarming to me lee to see i mean if we as an industry can't just look at what's going on and step back and go wait a minute this is not the way you know we're teaching all these kids how to throw hard just max effort front side pull down as much as you can do to throw hard and of course it gets you recognized but all it's doing is that number one it's not teaching you how to pitch number two the injuries are as high as they've ever been and and you go now, man, in these minor league games, I'm watching these kids go four innings, and a lot of them are laboring just to get to that. It's uh, We've lost our way on the pitching, and we're not teaching kids how to pitch and break speeds and utilize different pitches. Uh, is this just throwing hard is not going to work, and eventually attrition is going to eat it up. Dan, um, you're on the road a lot. Help us out here. So Joe Mazzula, who is Boston Celtics coach, it's being reported he watches the movie The Town with Ben Affleck four times a week. It's a it's it's got a running time of over two hours. It's two hours and five minutes. He watches it four times a week. So I got I got questions. One, what's your favorite movie? How often are you watching it? Because you're on the road quite a bit. And two. Do Celtic fans or any fan of any franchise want to hear that their coach is spending more than eight hours a week watching a movie instead of watching game film? I don't know, maybe that's his way to to uh, relax and break away, but I got to believe the way those guys have played to get there, he's watching a lot of game film too. So I don't know. You know, sometimes people do different things. Some guys go to bars and have beers. Other guys work out or meditate, and maybe for him it's to watch movies. I I personally, I'd have to be watching Top Gun or either Major Pain. I love that. I always <laughs> laugh and find something I haven't seen, but I do like them. Danny, let me ask you this. Major now, Pain. When, yeah. <laughs> when you were when you were managing, you mentioned about they want to have their beers and so forth. Did you did you uh, tell the players that were you hung out after the game? They were off limits for them to come in because I remember reading stories about how managers back in the days, the seventies and eighties, they they want to they want to go and have their drinks and so forth after a game, but they didn't want the players in there. Also, did that was that a rule with you? 
You know what? It wasn't a rule, but it was almost an unwritten rule that uh, the hotel bar where we stayed was kind of off limits. And usually the manager would go in, the coaches, and maybe some front office personnel, and you would sit around and, you know, tell stories or cocktails. And, and the players would go uh, The players would go to different places there around the hotel. So uh, a standing rule, no, but kind of a uh, unwritten rule, yes. Major pain, 1995. Got to love it. And I'll tell you what, it's still one of the funniest. The lines in there and some of the things, we could use some of that today in this country. And uh, I just, every time I listen to it, I howl. All right, so are you a Top Gun or a Top Gun 2 Maverick fan? If, 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 oh, if, I, you know, I'm, I'm old school, so I'm always going to go back to the original, but I thoroughly enjoyed the, uh, the Top Gun Maverick. I thought they did a great job, and usually the sequels are never as appealing, but this one was. All right, quick, uh, I have uh, for maybe, maybe Leo give you a Chick-fil-A gift card. Major Payne, what was his first name in the movie? He was, he was a major, right, but what was his first yeah. name in the movie? Something Williford, wasn't it, or was that the kid? Oh, that's not bad. That's actually his middle name. Winifred was his middle name. Winifred. Yeah, Winifred. Wow. I can't remember it, but... Hey, who played you in that movie with Dennis Quaid that the uh, when the, you signed that guy was in his 30s and you, they made a movie out of it? You weren't mentioned by name, but you were mentioned in the book, I think, right? But who played yeah, you? I was in the book multiple times. In the movie, the only part that really was me was the voice on the uh, on the recorder or answering machine at home uh, when I called to tell him we were going to sign him to call me. Uh, but it was I think they used the name Dennis Johnson or something like that. They they had the initials right, but the name wrong. <laughs> well, they wanted to protect the identities of the innocent, I guess. <laughs> They also didn't want me to have any royalty. Oh, yeah, I think maybe that might have been the bigger case. Hey, Dan, always, excuse me, Dennis, always a pleasure uh, <laughs> to have you on the show. You will forever be known as Dennis now on the opening kickoff. Hey, have a great weekend. All right, guys, y'all too. Thank you. Dan Jennings, a.k.a. Dennis, what, Johnson? Dennis Johnson. Who? By the way, that name, he used to be a very uh, good baseball player at South Alabama, Dennis Johnson. Okay. He might have played point guard for the Celtics at a time, too. Very good. Versatile, versatile, versatile athlete. athlete. Very versatile. All right, let's get an update on the PGA. John Ricchetti's next. Jim Nagy's going to join us at 8 o'clock. Riley Leonard's scheduled to join us at 8.30. Uh, plenty left here on a Friday edition. It's the opening kickoff right here on the sports station, WNSP and WNSP.com. This is Mayor Sandy Stimson. You're listening to Sports Radio 105.5 FM, WNSP. You know what we should do now? We should try to find a different song with the name Johnny in it every time. There must be a, a hundred of them. A little variety. What do you think? That's okay. Yeah, if we can find it, yeah. All uh, right. Maybe I'll, I'll work on that. Maybe uh, John Ricchetti has a thought or two about Johnny, that. Johnny, Johnny, <laughs> Johnny, Johnny. <laughs> a great way to start our golf report. Miller Lite Golf Report. John Ricchetti, front and center. John, good morning. 
Good morning. What an introduction. Yeah. Just, Don't blame me. I mean, second and none. I mean, listen, we're all up for Nappy Awards. We gotta be. We gotta. We gotta throw some electricity into this uh, update and, and welcome, welcome me into the. Uh, into the segment, don't we? Yeah, we should. Hey, what's wrong with playing golf on frosty ground? Why, why, why do they have to have a two-hour delay? Why just go out and, and what's wrong with that? Uh, that's just the just the way golf is. Uh, Lee, on, on a serious note, when you, I mean, you know, I go out to Scottsdale a lot in the winter time, and you know, you get a lot of frost delays, is because it harms the greens. And the grass, they don't want you on it. So once it gets over a certain temperature, they allow people to play. They had a frost away yesterday, but they did conclude play this morning at the PGA Championship under tough, tough conditions. And Bryson DeChambeau uh, was your leader overnight at four under par. Uh, he is now tied. Michael Block, a club professional, uh, has made four birdies in his early round this morning at the PJ Championship. He's also tied at four under par. Also, uh, Dustin Johnson on the course as we speak. He is he's at three under par. He is he has parred his first two he has parred his first two holes this morning. Uh, he's in at three under par. So they're supposed to get a lot of wind there today. Extremely difficult golf course. The wind is starting to pick up this morning and I look for scores uh, to be a little on the higher side today. Um, I thought the conditions yesterday, uh, for, for as tough as that golf course, were uh, pretty benign yesterday. So we'll see how this all plays out. There's a lot of storylines, and obviously in this tournament, you look at the uh, John Rahm, who was a favorite to win this, so opened up at six over par, along with Jason Day and also Matthew Fitzpatrick, uh, also at six over par. So they're going to have to play some great golf today if they're going to be in it on the weekend. Phil Mickelson at three over par. Also, he's still a cut, even though he's on live golf, and Phil's been very at, you know, very outspoken about it. And uh, the fans still loving Phil out there at Rochester. So keep an eye on Phil. He's got to play a good round today. This uh, Obviously, this morning, he's going to get ready just should be just setting up to get ready to go out on the course. So a lot. Rory McIlroy started off really bad, but got got it back. And at one over par, I thought it was a extremely. The last eight holes he played yesterday were extremely uh, beneficial for him to stay in this championship. So keep an eye on Rory McIlroy. Well, who do you who do you so like to underway. who do you like to win at the PGA Tour? Who do you like to win? Who's your pick to win it? Well, I'd like John Rahm to win it, so I would say that's probably now not going to happen. But, you know, the harder the conditions are, uh, if he can somewhat play a great round of golf today, he could possibly get back in this championship. I think if he's within seven shots, six shots going into the weekend, I think he's still in it. That being said, I, I, gotta, I, just, like the way, I just like the way Dustin Johnson is looking right now. He looks very focused. I seen him play the first hole this morning. He seems like he's really in tuned into what's going on out there. So I'm going to go with DJ possibly to win this uh, win this tournament this uh, this weekend. And a quick shout out, Lee and Mark, to uh, uh, to UMS Wright boys and girls uh, for winning the Alabama State High School Championship in the respective division. Uh, very good. Frances Brown winning her. Her division and the girls uh, played some great golf. She's a name to be 
keep an eye on that. She's got a bright future in the game of golf. Uh, played at UMS right and plays golf at the country club and also to Jackson Spivey for winning medalist and also in 6A from Spanish Fort. So some good stuff happened this week at the state high school championship. Thanks, Johnny. We'll check in with you Monday. So then, uh, Dustin Johnson, another DJ, by the way, Mark, but as uh, a an interesting little sidelight, Jim Nance, of course, who uh, calls golf and does a good job, he made reference uh, as Johnson was on the uh, on the course yesterday, and I guess I think he I know he was trying to you know be flippant about it, but he said well for those of you who didn't know or, or couldn't see uh, Johnson coming off the Live Tournament win last week, well the reason people couldn't see it was because I told you the CW pulled away before the end of the tournament yeah. when they went into overtime, so Nance made reference to that a little uh, finger pointing. At the, the Live TV. Uh, all right, guys. So, hour number three, uh, Jim Nagy's going to join us. We're going we're to give away a little Chick-fil-A. Riley Leonard, the uh, Duke quarterback, uh, former Fairhope star, set to join us in hour number three as well. Uh, we've been talking about a number of issues. This Auburn story, we probably uh, – no new news yet. For those that are just joining us, Auburn uh, in the news for some – issues here uh the school not the athletic department but the school has issued suspensions from what's being reported and i'll use the word allegedly a lot uh, there is a video circulating or was a video circulating of jarquez jarquez hunter uh it's kind of an explicit video which apparently shows him engaged in some activity adult activity with a uh unidentified female that was being widely distributed on the internet. Uh, the Twitter account that had it went private. Then it was offering to give you access for five bucks. Uh, and then that Twitter account got shut down. There are, um, we don't know if they were all athletes, a uh, combination of students. We don't know if there was consent for that video. We don't know the age of the people involved in that video. So there are a lot of questions, very few answers. The uh, Aul Auburn sent out one statement to a number of media entities that simply said we are aware of the situation and takes this matter and we take this uh, matter very seriously the appropriate offices are conducting a thorough review indefinite suspensions have been issued for violation of applicable auburn athletics department policy no further comment will be provided at this time fine so let let the media dig around and start streaming and talking about this for a week instead of Auburn coming out and just saying what's going on instead of just beating beating the media to the bunch let it roll on probably uh, if they don't say anything then when they get down there to uh, Sandestin for the spring meetings uh, Cohen and Freeze may get asked about it yeah well there's also a, a possibility that they, they really don't know what's right. going on at this point and that they are trying to ascertain as much information as possible. But, I mean, what do you expect him to say? Yeah, one of our athletes was caught on video having relations with... Well, if, if you're announcing that there's indefinite suspensions, they should be well aware of that. They can certainly announce who's at, who's at fault, right? And for what reason? For violation of team rules. Exactly. All right, we'll keep an eye on things. Jim Nagy's next. Stay with us right here on the Sports Station WNSP.
This is the opening kickoff on the country's first FM all sports radio station. 105.5 FM WNSP and WNSP.com. The latest sports, news, traffic, weather, and timely guests with Mark Heim and Lee Shermanian. The opening kickoff. kickoff. Here are Mark and Lee. All right, 804, here we are, hour number three on this Friday edition. Thanks for making us uh, part of your morning. Mark Lee, Triple G, in the studios of WNSP. All right, uh, we've been talking about some of the headlines out there in the NBA. Denver takes a two-games-to-none lead on the uh, L.A. Lakers. Uh, the second day of the PGA is underway. DeChambeau with the lead. We've talked about what's going on at Auburn where there's been indefinite suspensions. Uh, nobody's saying anything or giving out any details, although the name of their uh, star running back, Jack West Hunter, has been mentioned in a video. But again, nothing definitive and very vanilla story right now. And we'll, if there's anything uh, left to do on that, we will certainly uh, bring it to your attention. Let's bring in the uh, executive director of the Senior Bowl, Jim Nagy, and really looking forward to June when we get down there for the Hall of Fame uh, banquet. Jim, welcome to the show. Good morning. How are you doing today? Yeah, good Friday morning, guys. Yeah, we've been talking about that here, about coming down there and covering that outstanding event. Uh, do you still have some slots available in the uh, for the golf? We do. I think we have two more foursomes left. I think we're at, at 16 or 17 right now. I think we, we can go over 18, but I think we're uh, we need two more to get to 18. So a little bit of a marketing idea. Instead of going closest to the pin, what if we go closest to Trevanian and we just haul, roll him out there and just put him on the green? I actually like that. Lee, are you up for it? <laughs> Anything to help the senior bowl. I, 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 I like, Especially if you take care of my room on Sunday night, I'll be more than happy to do that. <laughs> That's there a, you go. That no, is, there's, if people are interested, um, for foursome, just log on to seniorbowl.com. You'll find all the information to uh, – to get registered, we'd love to have you over. It's, uh, that event's gotten better every year. Like like uh, Lee just said, nights at the uh, Grand Hotel are included in the foursome, so you can go to the Hall of Fame on induction on Sunday night and uh, and then ro- get out of bed and roll out of bed and uh, play golf the next morning. So uh, it's really turned into you know one of our – it's probably my favorite event we have all year, even over game week, just because game week is very, very – uh, stressful, a lot of moving parts, and the uh, Hall of Fame in golf is just kind of a laid-back, really fun event. So uh, we're looking forward to it here internally, being year three out there at the, uh, the Grand Hotel. Really appreciate you moving that down to the Grand Hotel, too. And it's not just the uh, the Hall of Famers. You, you have a lot of celebrities that seem to uh, be attracted to come there. So, And like last year, meeting Ozzie Newsom and Cornelius Bennett and, and people like that, it, it's a great event. Yeah, and it's uh, it's going to be fun. I'm trying to think of some of the headliners for this year. I, I actually just got off the phone with Ozzy, not trying to name drop, but uh, uh, just before we jumped on here, <laughs> and uh, and Brian Dable, uh, the head coach of the New York Giants, the NFL Coach of the Year, is like 95% locked in here, uh, and so is his quarterback Daniel Jones. So um, those would be a couple of big ones. It'd be great to get Dable back down here. He and I, he and I work together at a couple of different stops, and I know a lot of Bama fans. Um, you know, he's a big name to Bama fans too, with with the good work he did up there in Tuscaloosa for a couple of years. So um, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a really fun time again. Jim, I I I can I could probably almost guarantee folks that your cell phone is probably worth millions with the numbers with the numbers i mean for football folks i mean it's just it's got to be a treasure trove of phone numbers right 
Uh, it has to be just the nature of the job. Yeah, it's. Uh, I don't know. I don't think it's worth any money. But um, yeah, there's there's some there's some numbers in there, and that's that's really a big part of of what we do here. You know, I got I got to be connected, and I've certainly developed more connections since being in this role than than even working in the NFL. But uh, you know, a couple guys in South, a couple guys in the athletic department in South Alabama did a game with me where they gave me their names. And they wanted to know who who is the most famous person, either above them or below them, right? Um, in the in the in the contacts in my phone, and uh, <laughs> one of them was Daniel Jones. Um, nice. One of the guys that was Daniel Jones. I forget who the other one was, but it was it was a pretty good one. But uh, no, that's that's just part of the, part of the deal. Since you mentioned Daniel Jones, is it too early to ask you some of the quarterbacks that you're looking at for next year? Perhaps uh, I know you know again, you know things change from uh, month to month. But uh, some of the names out there that we should be watching. Yeah, we're we're getting through that list pretty good here. Um, you know, I think Bo Nix would be you know the biggest one right now for you know the locals being the ex Auburn quarterback, um, being an in state guy as well. Uh, made a really nice jump last year at Oregon. Yeah. You know, I mean, I think he was. I've said it before. I think unfairly he was kind of kind of the whipping boy a little bit for the Auburn fan base and and. Uh, you know, for the struggles they had up there. I don't think it was all on Bo, but uh, no, he had a really nice year at Oregon last year, really even himself out. He was kind of up and down at Auburn, but uh, had a great year, and we invited him last year. I thought he was going to be a, a day-two pick. thought he and Hennon Hooker were the two guys in last year's class that kind of elevated through the season to be day-two picks, and, and Hendon ended up there even with the injury in the third round to Detroit. Um, so Bo's going to start up there near the top of the board. We watched Jane Daniels from LSU the other day. He's, he's, his tape was better than I anticipated. Um, he made some really nice strides over the over the course of last year for LSU. Um, Spencer Rattler, who is kind of a, a name down here in the in the SEC. Again, if you just watched the Tennessee game where he threw six of his 18 touchdown passes on the year in the one game, he looked like a guy that could could be a day one or day two draft pick. Um, again, it's just all about consistency with Spencer. And then uh, Keaton Slovis is a guy we invited last year. He was at Pitt. Uh, he transferred to BYU this offseason. So uh, Michael Penix Jr. is a name that's been out there at Washington. You know, he needs to have another good year, but but he's got some good stuff. Um, and then kind of an under-the-radar guy whose tape I liked was uh, a guy that was kind of a local guy for us. He was over at West Florida a couple years ago, took West Florida to a Division II national championship. Uh, his name is Austin Reed. He's at Western Kentucky last year, and, and that's who uh, – I'm not trying to rub it, rub salt in the wounds of, of Jags fans, but he 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 really lit up South Alabama in the bowl game over New Orleans last year. Um, and he's got a really good wide receiver that he's that's probably going to be a senior bowler as well, uh, whose last name is Corley, who had a who had a big game against South as well. So that's just a, that's a few of them. And then Carter Bradley, I should I should say Carter Bradley too. I mean Carter uh, there at South Alabama is the, is the best quarterback they've had in, in program history, and and uh, and he's going to have a real shot. So uh, it's it's a really long list of quarterbacks. That's going to be a really tough. If we're cutting down to six six guys this year, that's going to be a really tough cut. Do you hope that some way somehow? whoever is in charge, and I'm not sure who is anymore, that they do something about the portal to cut down the, the number of kids that transfer back and forth. I mean, you've got some players out there that, I guess, go to three or four schools, and, and I don't know if that makes your job easier or more difficult or does it matter at all, but I'm just curious how you, you, know, how you feel about all this movement of uh, college players. Well, it's... It... For what we do here, it makes it difficult because it's hard to track these guys and figure out where they are. I mean, there's a um, 
there's a guy, and you guys might remember it if you follow Alabama recruiting. They had a, they had a, a pass rusher probably like five years ago now named Yabi Oki. Um, and he went to Alabama, got kicked off the team, then went to Houston. Or, yeah, then went to Houston for a really short stint. I don't even know if he played any snaps at Houston. Then he went to Tennessee Martin. He played last year at Michigan, and now he's at Charlotte. So he's been at five schools. And then um, you look at the, just to the, go back to the quarterback position, you got JT Daniels, who started at USC, transferred to Georgia, spent last year at West Virginia. And now he's going to Rice. So that's, I mean, it's the, yeah, the portal's gotten gotten crazy. And it, where I look at it, um, you know, outside of the player impact is what it's doing on the coaching profession. And, uh, you know, there's, there's, uh, it's really tough on these college coaches. It is not a profession. I would, I would not encourage my son uh, to go into college coaching. If he were interested in coaching, I'd have him stay at the high school level or do his darndest to get up to uh, – Get up to the NFL ranks, or, or maybe coaching Division Three, because right now the, the transfer portal, what it's doing to the coaching profession, is it's crazy what these guys have to do to keep up and and recruit their roster day in and day out. I, I don't envy them at all. So it, 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 the NCAA, for no other reason than protect the coaching profession, they they need to do something with it. Uh, speaking of your son, uh, did we did we do the graduation ceremony yet? Is it coming up? What, what, where are we on that? Yeah, it's coming up. It's uh, a week from yesterday, next Thursday night for UMS. So, yeah, it's, uh, like I heard John, I know Alex is, is graduating. I think you said tonight at the Mitchell Center. Yeah. Um, you've been through You've been through it before, Mark. I haven't. Obviously, a lot of emotions wrapped up in all of it. Um, you know, getting ready to, to see your, your kid walk across the stage. And they've, they've had a lot of parties and things going on. And uh, just can't believe it's all over. It goes, like you said, it goes by so fast. And people warn you about that. And yeah. you... And you you're cognizant of it as your kids are growing up, but but man, it really does. You know, it, it, it absolutely flies by. Where where it really gets you now, there are going to be some people when you when you know the next stage is college, right? So maybe they're staying home, maybe they're going away. What what gets you isn't the fact that they're necessarily leaving or staying or moving on. It's just everything is just different from that moment on, and it's never going to be the way it used to be. That's the part that people don't warn you about, Jim. That's where things get emotional. Just the idea that it'll never be the way it once was. Yeah, no, I, I, I actually was golfing with someone the, uh, a couple weeks ago at Joey Jones's uh, charity tournament that he had and, and uh, golf with a really nice gentleman. And he said the same thing. He was they, you know, they, when they go off to college, they're still your boy, and they come back, and they're they're more your buddy. Yeah. Um, and that's just it's just it's just a different dynamic. So no, I'm <laughs> I've tried to prepare for it, but uh, <laughs> it's 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 not easy. A lot of emotions these days. Jim, are you familiar with the TCU running back Keith Miller? Um, no, not okay. not particularly. No, I, I was just reading a story about him where he said he's very confident he can replace Alvin Kamara in the Saints backfield, and I was just wondering if you have that much knowledge about him as far as being that type of running back if in fact Kamara is suspended like many people think he will be for a while yeah well I, I mean I, I'm glad the kid's confident and, and there was he, there was a lot of lead up to the draft just talking to guys around the NFL there was a lot of liking for him 
in the NFL, guys liked him. Um, I didn't do a lot of work on him, but but no, he's confident. But there's only one Elvin Kamara. I mean, he's truly a unique player to me. Um, one of my favorite guys I ever scouted. He's just he's got a really different skill set. Um, so, um, can he replace some of the production out of the backfield? And, and yes, but it, there's no. <laughs> like I said, I'm glad he's confident. But there's only one Elvin Kamara, and that's going to be a hard guy to replace. And um, yeah, there's there's not too many guys that are, that are truly unique in the NFL. And I feel like Alvin's one of those guys. Hey, Jim, have a great weekend. Uh, appreciate you coming aboard, man. Protect that phone under lock and key. There's some valuable information in there. All right, guys. Have a great weekend, Mark. Enjoy graduation. Yep. Thank you, man. You too. That's uh, Jim Nagy, the executive director of the Senior Bowl. All right. Uh, will you be uh, gracing us with the scoreboard, or are we bypassing that? I think we'll do one. All right. I think we'll do it. Since it's a Friday, get the weekend off on the right foot. I had another movie uh, that came up when I was talking to Ricchetti. It came to mind about repeat, and it is one that if it's on, I will maybe not watch the whole movie, but I, I can't get enough of Happy Gilmore. Joe Mazzulla of the Celtics apparently watches the movie The Town four times a week. That has a running time of two hours and five minutes. You do the math. So we've been asking what movie would you watch that often. How many times has he watched the replay of their loss the other night? Ooh, too soon, too soon. Too soon? Too soon. Uh, stay with us. The opening kickoff. Uh, Chick-fil-A coming up, too. Hey, this is AJ McCarron, and you're listening to WNSD. Chick-fil-A I could eat there seven times a day Where the people laugh and children play Oh, I'm in love with Chick-fil-A All right, boys and girls, here we go. 824 on a Friday and uh, up for grabs, little Chick-fil-A. All right, let me uh, set the stage on this one. When LeBron James began his high school career at St. Uh, Vincent's in the Akron area, all right? His first two years, they won the uh, state title. The first two years, uh, St. Vincent's uh, won the state title. All right. The coach there, after the second year, moved on as an assistant coach at Akron. I want to know, he is now a Division I head basketball coach. What school is he at? This would be LeBron James' first high school coach. He was there the first two years, freshman and a sophomore. What Division I program is he now the head coach? That is as random a trivia question as you could possibly it's ask. It's, it's almost like you're sitting there reading a book on LeBron and glean that information from said book. That's what I did. Yeah, How did you know? Someone else is out there is reading that same book. That's right. <laughs> Were you reading that book too? Uh, Not Nick? you. No, Nick. Nick. No, he's the uh, LeBron. Uh, no, fan I already know everything about LeBron. I don't think. Do you know the answer to this question? Had you known the answer before <laughs> we wrote it down, let me rephrase the question. No. no. Well, there's a lot of things I didn't know about him that I've read in the book. Uh, fascinating how he first got to know Maverick Carter, how he got to know Rich Paul, who became two of his closest buddies. Did you know that when he was in high school, th this kind of really bothered me a lot, too. His mother 
went out and bought him a car in his senior year. You, you wear that, Nick? You got a problem with that? Oh, no, not at all. Oh, okay. That, I, that's what I'm going to lead to because Nick says he knows everything about him. Do you know what kind of car it was? Would you like me to answer this question or the phone? I'll answer the phone. I'll take care of it. <laughs> go You're going to get phone. blamed either way. Yeah, go answer the phone. So his mom buys him this car. She had to get a loan. It was like 50, uh, it was way beyond $50,000 as a Hummer. Okay. So they start the senior year. Of course, they get off to a great start. And then somebody on the Ohio Athletic Association, they start investigating mm-hmm. because it was called to their attention that he was driving this very well-to-do car. Mm-hmm. So they do this long investigation and because f- they felt that maybe somebody was contributing that shouldn't have been. And it, they found out that everything was okay and that uh, there was no nothing illegal about it. The mom had gotten a loan from a bank and funded it through that. And But it was just like, you know, it's like anytime anybody does anything or gets to the top, somebody's always looking to bring them down. I feel okay. that way every day here. <laughs> you go so, so are you saying that people shouldn't have been suspicious? Why? Why? Because he had a vehicle. Should they be investigating? And then, okay, to in a time where you couldn't pay, or he was one of the most sensational and most sought-after basketball players right, in the country. True. Right. I think it's well. That's that's you. You're always thinking the wrong side. I I look at more the positive side. You're always thinking something's wrong somewhere. But in this be case, happy that the guy got a car. Yeah, I would be if it was exactly. a Ford Taurus, dude, rolling in a fifty k exactly. Hummer. The mom went out of her way to get the loan, paid for it. All they had to do was check into it, but no, they blew it out of proportion and went on. And then blew finally, blew it out of proportion. If we, if there was a guy committed to Alabama or Auburn today, who came up with very modest in a very modest means, the next day was rolling around, uh, rolling around town in a fifty thousand dollar automobile. It would that just would be Tuesday. It took bro. two it months to. It took Tuesday. two months to investigate this. All you gotta do is call up the bank or call up the mom and get it resolved. I don't say. Just that call the mom and mom be like, "Ah, hey, it's okay." And you'd be like, "Ah." How resolved. did you? How did you fund the car? Well, you it's don't think people that. tried that? Apparently not. It took them two months to do it. Hmm. But you Whatever thought it the Hummers. Had, had How did TV LeBron screens? outlast the brand of car that he was given in high school? No, no, it's still rolling. There's still you can still find one. Now you, you got those. One? You can get those. Sure, you can get those stretched limo Hummers now. Didn't Are we, those still around? Yeah, I saw one the other day. Didn't we have somebody who had a Hummer here? They used it in the parking lot. I remember. I don't know if they still have it anymore, but I remember seeing one out there. I don't know if that's one of our people. It was not LeBron. Let's see if Riley Leonard has one. He's next, right here on Sports Station. Yeah, the outside noise, the outside noise. We're the Denver Nuggets. We're used to, we're used to that. We used to, even when we win, they talk about the other team. We beat the Clippers in the bubble. They talk about the other team. You know, same, same old, same old. It just fuels us a little more, and um, it'll be sweeter when we win the chip. All right, 8.32, welcome back in. The opening kickoff, Mark and Lee here on a Friday edition. We appreciate you hanging with us. We got them? Great, because half the time I get a student-athlete on, and then they wind up having another practice, but not so. Riley Leonard, front and center. Good morning, sir. How are you today? 
Hi, I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. Well, you're basically on now. You must be getting a lot of attention. You're on what uh, that poll that said Duke's the fourth most popular football program out there now? Oh, yeah. Um, that took me by surprise, but any list that you're up there with Alabama is a good list. So, uh, super grateful for that. And yeah, that was really cool to see. So what are you doing now to get ready for the start of the fall? What do they have you doing there? I know you just arrived. We missed you when you were here. That was my fault. But what's going on now at Duke? So I actually just finished a workout. We all did. But um, uh, we're, just, we're just up here working right now. We're, we're getting our off-season grind in like, like the usual. Um, I think we, we came back a couple weeks earlier than most schools. Um, so um, we're, we're really just grinding. We're, we may not be like the most talented team that's going to – shock people by you know just physical traits but you know we're going to get after it and uh, prove everybody that you know we'll outwork them in the offseason that's great riley hey i was just curious you know we've been talking about watching you know basketball are you more when you watch tv are you more into football or basketball being that you've excelled in both <laughs> sports uh it's a great question but i really don't know i'm i'm a fan of all sports i'm actually you know watching the pga championship right now so um, I, yeah, any sport that's on, I'll be watching it and then, you know, try to go play it later on in the day and usually think at it. But any sport that's playing on the television, I'm watching. I think there was, Mark, a reference to Riley as Heisman. Was so that- uh, late last month, Riley, E.J. Manuel, as you know, a college football analyst, um, he goes on the air and says, and I quote, I really believe Riley Leonard is a Heisman caliber quarterback. What's your reaction to that? Yeah, um, you know, I, I don't really ever get too high or too low. My, my coach, Coach Elko, and I talk all the time about, you know, greenhouse effect and nothing ever changes in a greenhouse regardless of what's happening on the outside. So, um, you know, last summer I, I'm in the same exact situation uh, going into, you know, my first season as a starter and People are saying I'm, you know, by far the worst quarterback in the ACC. You know, now, you know, fortunately, people are saying, you know, Heisman. And, uh, you know, I didn't let it affect me last summer, and I ended up playing all right. So I don't want that to affect me this summer just because people are starting to, you know, jump on my side. But, you know, I, I, I'm very appreciative of, of what he said, and, um, you know, hopefully I can prove him right. Okay, so I don't want I don't want to put the cart before the horse here, but you got to admit it'd be pretty cool to be in those Heisman House commercials, right? Oh, I, oh my gosh, would it? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> See. But you know, I, I I don't know. I don't want to think too much about it. Uh, I don't want to jinx myself or anything. But yeah, that that'd be pretty cool. So you sure. don't you don't want us comparing you to Caleb Williams right now? <laughs> Whatever you want, but I I just personally don't want to. You know, get too high or too low or read too much about it. So, so from a serious standpoint, what have you been working on to improve your game? Yeah, um, I mean, there are, some, there are some specific things about my body that, that need to, you know, get better. My arm strength, my hip mobility, those are just two things. And, and scat mobility, uh, those are really three things that I've, you know, emphasized this offseason. But as far as, like, um, the intangible things like leadership off the field. Obviously, I was, you know, super blessed to receive a, uh, you know, one of the captain slots on our team, and I don't take that lightly. Uh, I think that's just the beginning. Whenever you, you know, become a captain, so um, leadership has been the biggest emphasis for me um, when it comes to the, you know, intangible things.
you guys had a great year last year. You really did right into the bowl game. Can you get much better this year in the ACC? Absolutely. Uh, I, I I'm kind of hard on myself sometimes, and you know, nine and four with a bowl win is great. But you know, I had a goal, and that goal was to win the ACC championship. So, um, yeah, there's definitely room for improvement. I think you know we only go up at the program from here. Where you know we got pretty much our whole entire line up back. I think 16 starters, and then we had some really big transfer portal guys come in as well. So, you know, I have really really high expectations for us this year. I'm not sure. I don't remember uh, on the Duke basketball team that I, I think a few have already left. You know, they, you know how that goes, one and done at Duke or something like that. I don't even know who their big gun is anymore, so I'm wondering, are you the big man on campus now? <laughs> I wish. We're still working towards uh, becoming a football school. Um, I, I say this all the time. I may have said it on here before, but if I go back down to Fairhope, I'll get recognized more than I do on Duke's campus. Um, which, you know, it is what it is. I don't, I don't come here for the notoriety or the fame. I uh, come here for the education and, uh, you know, to be a part of a, a great, you know, building football program. So um, still working on that a little bit. I, I understand, you know, when you talk about game to game, you want to win them all. But is there one particular game that you kind of circled in your mind that this is the one I really want to excel at this coming year? Is there a, a team on there that um, – yeah, I mean, I mean, really, just that first game is is all I've really been focusing on. That Clemson uh, on Labor Day, uh, Monday, national television. Um, you know, that's where you know your dreams become a reality, and I, I couldn't be more excited for that game. Uh, everybody keeps telling me, oh, that's that's a challenge, such a challenge, this such a challenge that. But you know, I look at it as more of an opportunity uh, to prove to the nation like what we're about and that we're a completely new football program. Are you? Uh you taking classes this summer, or are you waiting until the fall? Oh yeah, we uh, well, do so. We're we're taking classes all year round, uh, and they're they're not too easy. So what's the t- what's the, what do you got? What are you taking this summer? <laughs> well, it's, it's Spanish, which you may laugh at, but it's pretty tough here. Um, <laughs> trying to knock it out, we have to take three years of it. So well, wait a minute. Now there's there's something to this. Can you call your plays in Spanish and and throw Absolutely off the other? Not. I know about six words. And all you need to know is that I passed. No, but I mean, just throw the other team off. You know, they they maybe that way they can't get your cadence. <laughs> if, I, if, or, I, if I could speak it, I would absolutely. But uh, Trace Dose, yeah, I got a long way to go. Just tell your center on Trace Dose, slap the ball and throw the other team off. <laughs> did you take? Did you do that? Did you take we Spanish in high school? That's about all we could do, but we could do that. But did you take it in high school at all, Spanish? Oh, oh no, I took it like one semester maybe. Uh, but yeah. So that's Coach Carter's fault, if you ask me. Uh, <laughs> for, for lack of. I, I don't know. I, I, didn't, I didn't expect to be taking it this much in, in college, but here we are. Yeah. Hey, I tried to reach Coach Carter. I haven't gotten a hold of him yet. How did they, You went to their spring game, didn't you, or their scrimmage? I did. I went to their spring game. How'd they look? They look really good. Um, you know, we're obviously kind of like Duke. We're not going to be the group of guys that's kind of like be eye candy for anybody by any means but you know they're going to get get after it and execute the game game plan so like offensively uh they had like a super fast tempo did really well you know with ex- execution and things like that i think they won by two touchdowns with the starters so um you know i'm looking forward to see some of those guys because they got a few d1 players on their team 
when you at the end of spring practice at Duke football practice, do they have is it a big deal a spring game or scrimmage or anything like that? Is that really played up big at Duke? Yeah, we had a spring game, a blue uh, blue and white spring game. It really is played up. We had a really good attendance. Um, we put on a little show for the you know kids on the uh, practice field. We have inflatable tents and stuff like that for them. So uh, yeah, it's, it's a big deal here, and it was definitely a success. We're talking with Riley Leonard, the Duke quarterback. Are you off limits uh, when playing during the spring? Do you wear a jersey? They're not allowed to touch you? Unfortunately, yes. Uh, my game, uh, you know, I kind of play best whenever I'm being tackled. But like everybody, you know, every quarterback in the nation, obviously nobody's really getting tackled to the ground in spring or, you know, in season by any means. So, you know, it is what it is. Well, sir, uh, I would say goodbye to you. I, I will say this. Adios, buena suerte. Uh, and <laughs> that's the extent. Feliz cumpleaños. I don't know. When's your birthday? <laughs> uh, uh, wait, you said when's my birthday? Yeah, that, that, I said Feliz cumpleaños, which is happy birthday, which I'm sure you already know because you've taken a whopping seven minutes of Spanish. I definitely did not know that one, but I know hasta luego. I mean, see you later. There, there you okay. go. What do you think about that, Lee? I think that's very well said. That's right. a good way to end the interview. Hey, uh, we appreciate you jumping aboard, man. Uh, continued success, and we look forward to uh, talking to you again soon. Good All luck, right, Riley. Bye-bye right. now. All right, one final segment of the day. You guys can jump in at 694-1055. Um, I guess we need to get you a PGA update as well. And... Uh, you know, set the table for the rest of the day here at WNSB. Uh, all right, stay with us. We'll uh, we'll we'll hear from you guys next. It's the opening kickoff. Hi, this is Jake Peavy, MLB pitcher and Mobile, Alabama native. You're listening to 105.5 WNSP. The day you guys can, uh, or the week for the opening kickoff. By the way, follow us on socials, man, on Twitter at 1055WNSP. Hit us up on Facebook. And, and uh, don't forget to vote. Vote for the uh, nappies. VoteNappies.com. We're up for three here on the opening kickoff. The, uh, the station itself, I think, is seven uh, nominations. So very excited. Uh, thank you guys for uh, the continued support here. Uh, and while we, uh, while you guys are logging into the, your votenappies.com, we're going to take a phone call. Go ahead, caller. Welcome to WNSP. Hey, guys. Just a uh, happy weekend, but I thought y'all missed a great opportunity there at an epic promotion fail. Uh, you're talking to Dan Jennings last segment, uh, last hour, Lee. You're talking about minor league deals and this kind of stuff. I'm thinking maybe the greatest epic fail of all time. Do you guys remember the uh, Les Nessman frozen turkey drop for WKRP in Cincinnati? I, I do. Yes, I do. Yeah, that, that really went haywire. And, of course, the irony was is Les really thought they would fly. 
We got a chance to meet him in person uh, when I was at WKRG. They had uh, their, four, I don't know, one of these anniversaries, and he was the guest they brought in as he was making the rounds upstairs where I was stationed. Got a chance to meet him. Uh, well, hey, and the other thing that was great about Les, I don't know if you would remember this or not, when he tried to give sports headlines, you remember he talked about Hall of Fame golfer, Chai Chai Rodgraway? Yes. And yes. Instead of Chi Chi Rodriguez. Yes. So, yeah. All right. Anyway, y'all have a great weekend, fellas. Talk to you soon. I had Bye. a really good friend I worked with in New Jersey. He was kind of a part-timer, Mark. He also worked at a, a theater. That was his main job. But he was doing sports one day. This And he was, for whatever reason, instead of just giving hockey scores up there, he tried to get into some of the names. Like Yvonne Cornway, and Yvonne what? That was his name. Yvonne Cornway was his name. Cornway, Cornway I, and so he called them Canoyers on the air, which I thought was really funny. It was a blast to hear that. But sometimes it's, you know, with those French Canadian names, it was probably easier just to avoid them at the time. But uh, yeah, less necessary. The other thing that was kind of funny too. You remember? Did you ever you 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 watched that show, didn't you? Uh, no, WK. I was I was a little young. Uh, I've, I've seen it before. It I've right, seen it before. It's got a catchy TV theme. He does, and uh, uh, but where he'd uh, tape off, you couldn't go across that. Uh, he put some tape down on his uh, the rug uh, where his desk was, so he didn't want anybody crossing over that line to come see him. Hmm. We should do that in the studio. By the way, a revamped studio coming to uh, to WNSP uh, soon. One week. One week, we'll have a different look in the studio. How about that? You about excited? time. Looks like the break room from when <laughs> I worked at Winn-Dixie in high school. <laughs> we personalized the table. There's a big hole in it. That's nice. Oh, you mean Uncentered, we're not going to have this anymore, the big hole? Yeah, the I can't table's remember. gone, Lee. Yeah, this whole table's being removed. Oh, what? Right? What? what? Was there a computer? There was something there. There was a need for a hole in the in the table. Are we actually getting well, it computers? It looks like you would run wires through it, but there's only it's <laughs> like a lot two of wire. wires yeah. coming through it. So are we actually getting computers? Uh, probably not. I can't imagine we would. So what are we getting? You mean new paint on the walls? We're going to get some <laughs> brick paneling up there. We're going to get a brand new table that I'll be building uh, with Nathan on Friday. Uh, we're going to do a collage of all the jerseys of the high schools from around Mobile County. It's going to uh, look sweet. We're going to have some big posters of famous athletes that have come from Mobile. Hank Aaron, DeMarcus Cousins, <laughs> uh, et cetera, et cetera. Wow. That's pretty nice putting DeMarcus Cousins in the same breath as Hank Aaron. Mm-hmm. Um. All right. What do you got? Post. What do you got going for Monday? What no, are we thinking? Nothing really, to tell you the truth. Although we will follow up on the Auburn story if there is a follow up for sure. I yeah. think that's that's number one. Um, we'll we'll take a look at the SEC baseball tournament. Uh, Alabama and Auburn. I'm sure will uh, be involved. I know they'll be involved. Doesn't look like South Alabama's gonna get it get in the Sunbelt Conference Tournament, Mark, which would be only the second time in their history. 85 was the only other year where they didn't qualify. Uh, obviously, we'll recap what's going on with NBA basketball. 
uh, have a better idea as far as the Lakers-Denver because the Lakers have got to win that third game. And then, of course, we'll see where Boston and Denver stand. So I think those are some of the storylines. Uh, we'll be done We'll be done with all the high school sports at that time. We'll all probably get another coach or two that had a, a spring football game, too. Uh, I know we got a few coming up. All right. Uh, well, let's take another phone call before we get out of here. Go ahead, caller. Welcome to WNSP. Hey, is that me? If that is you. Okay. Um, I can't remember, Lee. You might remember the year that um, the Spaniard Chevy Ballesteros won the Masters with the 76 or something like that. Anyway, there was a little country station um, a little north of here, and they were giving the reports, you know, the, the headlines, and he said Steve Ballesteros. <laughs> That's something I, I didn't say, it, did I? Was that me? <laughs> did I say that? <laughs> no, it wasn't you. But, of course, he, he, he hesitated when he was giving it. You know, he was trying to figure out the name, and he still butchered it. You know, he, wasn't that he kind of paused for a couple of seconds and then he still said Steve Balesteros. Wasn't that John Rahm's <laughs> idol when he won that uh, recently won the major tournament, uh, the Masters? That that was his idol, Balesteros. Oh really? I bet because you know they're both Spaniards, but sure. Hey man, thank you so much. Okay. Have a great weekend. Uh, All right, speaking speaking of uh, of names, I uh, want to let you know Michael Block three under today. Uh, through 10, he is currently tied for uh, second. Uh, Adam Scott also tied with him. He's one under through six. And Dustin Johnson is even through five. Bryson DeChambeau doesn't go off till about 1230. This, uh, he's the leader right now. Uh, that's another story we'll be following up on, too. The PGA, the second major. I've heard of it. Uh, all right, ladies and gentlemen, uh Next week, I think we're playing our third round. Are we are we competing in the third round of our vote nappies competition? Yes, and we'll, we'll be playing. Well, we, well, we have two competitions next week. Yeah, we're busy. We'll be playing the final drive in pickleball for your nappy vote. We're we're feeling pretty confident on that. We're not just throwing bags on boards, as they like to say. <laughs> as Corey was screaming. <laughs> <laughs> and then we'll also be taking on. Brian Gennard and Bina Brown of the Prep Spotlight in a game of two-on-two. Two. They're feeling pretty confident. Yeah, they, they challenged us. Yeah. I don't know why. Yeah, I don't know. But, hey, you know. We're, we're excited to go 2-0. and oh. In basketball? Look, I'm just not about to lose to two 50-year-old men. If I got to drag one 50-year-old man with me, that's fine. <laughs> but I ain't losing. <laughs> Uh, I can tell you I feel 50 today. I, I do. So uh, so we're going to have to spread that out, right? Like we're not going to do a split double header here on the same day where we're playing pickleball and then running over to the basketball courts. No, yeah. We're, we're, um, we'll, we'll have to figure out the schedule of it. Are we recording said basketball game? Or are we giving them that publicity? I feel like they're publicity yeah. hounds on the prep spotlight. I feel like they want part of that spotlight. And I think that's why they're doing it. Well, they didn't get nominated for a nappy, so they're doing anything to kind of try and stay relevant. They want to play the champs. Yeah. I get that. Look, we're like Apollo Creed, and we're like, hey, you know what, Rocky, we'll give you a shot, whatever. Yeah. And look, Rocky didn't win. So. I think I think Rocky got hosed on that, though. He should have won. In the original, should Rocky have won? I mean, he broke the man's ribs. 
and went toe-to-toe with the champ. I feel like in today's boxing world, I think the judges would have gone Italian stallion. Maybe. They, they would have Maybe. let emotion cloud their this judgment. Were these judges that did the Olympics, too? And yeah, and maybe. And had a knack for not picking the right winner? I mean, Stallone did. I mean, Rocky, not Stallone, because Rocky's a real person in my mind. But Rocky probably probably got his butt whipped pretty good in that game. He took a punishment. He took a beating. He took a lot of beatings in his day. Hmm. Yeah, I... I I think judges would have let the emotional component of that, the whole underdog thing, I think they would have given him the win. Well, be that as it may, (laughs) we are going to win against – Mark and I will beat any person in radio in basketball. (laughs) That's a guarantee. (laughs) We had to qualify that real quick. Yeah. Because you can't say media, because like as Lee pointed out, you know, you get some of these guys that work for TV stations that are cameramen. Yeah, them, yeah. Them have you ever seen legit. some of those cameramen who have played basketball? First of all, it takes athletes to be carrying those things around. Yeah, right. you don't want to challenge them. No. And I'm not sure we want to mess with uh, KRG anyway, because Simone Eli will go there and drop 50 on us. Nah, man, we ain't scared of anyone, anything, nothing. No, here we go. So what we did you say about afraid. it's going to be a media we league started lose. at all this? So what'd you say about older people, fifty and over? What'd you say, Nick? I am not going to lose a game of basketball to two fifty-year-old men. <laughs> it's just that I happened to pull up this story about Jimmy Buffett. He had to cancel a concert down in South Carolina, and his comment was, "Growing old is not for sissies." I promise you. So that let that be. A so lesson. what you're saying is, he, that's what he said. He's picking a fight with guys that are tougher than him, because guys that get to that age, they're tough. He's the same age I am. I didn't know that. No, I was talking about Nick. Oh, Nick. Nick is saying that he doesn't want to lose to any a couple of fifty year olds, but they're tough. No, according I'm not to saying Jimmy. That I don't want to. I'm saying that I won't. Oh, okay. It is impossible. Yeah. All right. Out of all the multiverses in the world. <laughs> The thousand infinite realities where we play this game, in none of them do we lose. So I want you to know, if in the scenario where they only need a bucket to win, I'm just going to stare at Nick. I'm just going to say, you brought this on us, Nick. And then I will stuff their game-winning shot and dunk it in their face. That happens in one reality, I think. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Just for those that don't have radio vision, I'm doing the whole Doctor Strange to Tony (laughs) Stark. Just one. All right, want to thank you guys for another great week of uh, Sports Talk Radio, and I use the word sports loosely. loosely. Uh, we'll be back on Monday. On behalf of everybody here at WNSP, want to wish you and yours a happy and safe weekend. Until Monday at 6, see ya!